Hey everyone, today is Wednesday the 11th of October 2019. This is The Gap, episode 488. I'm Luke Laurie, Joe Gore's here, and he's got his uh, his Borderlands shirt on today. I do, I do have my Borderlands shirt, Wub Wub. Uh, this was two, right? Yeah. Back when dubstep was still a big thing. Uh, it still is, you know, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't really keep up with the fucking hipping and the hopping that the kids are all into. Yeah. Um, I liked personally the stained shirt you were wearing before we before we started. Yep, yep. That's my favorite. Just wearing, like, I got to chuck a shirt on so I don't walk because I got uh, got these giant windows and uh, like floor to ceiling uh, like glass doors on my bal- out to my balcony. Fucking how fancy does that sound? Um, it's not as fancy as, as I just made it sound. Uh, but basically what it results in is if I want any light in, in my house that isn't, you know, artificial, I open up the blinds and uh, mm. every motherfucker from every other apartment around me can see directly into my entire place. So I got to chuck a shirt on uh, to, I guess, to sort of slow down the uncontrollable horniness that a shirtless, you know, me sort of causes in a lot of people. Mm. Uh so I chuck on my stainiest shirt to sort of, you know, make them look elsewhere. Um, and yeah, so I was wearing my stainiest shirt and there you go. I bought like, I bought like, I think 15 of those shirts. I've got 15 of them. Like, uh-huh. like Batman basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All, all the, like all the same. Um, <laughs> They were a buck a piece. I bought them in, in the States. They were an American dollar a piece. So, yeah. you know, a uh, dollar fifty a piece. But, um, yeah, they were like, I was I was stoked. I'm like, fuck yeah, these are perfect. And then, like, that stain was from cold water. Hmm. They're like fucking reverse hypercolor shirts. You remember yeah, those yeah. hypercolor? Yeah. yeah. Except the, you know, hypercolor would fucking go away eventually. No, there's a reason these shirts were a buck a piece, and it's because you get cold water on them and, and you turn into gremlins. Yeah, exactly. Um, then, then you feed them after midnight, and everything goes to hell. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was that was some shit. Hmm. So now they're my uh, house shirts. I got house shirts, and I got outside shirts, and this hmm. is an outside shirt, even though I I don't usually wear shirts with stuff on anymore uh but yeah anyway good time speaking about some shit yeah (laughs) china speaking speaking (laughs) about some shit um yeah this uh this kind of china situation is fucking weird eh uh speaking about some basketball eh because uh you got a lakers shirt on obviously uh some basketball get some preseason yeah look look where's your dwight howard uh, it's it's in there. Yeah, good. It's somewhere there. Good. Um, I, was, I don't think I was... the um, I don't think the little tag has been taken off yet, but it's <laughs> it's definitely in there. Well, the problem is he's not number twelve anymore as well. He fucked yeah, me. He's really fucked you. Uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty inconsiderate of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, this like this all this stuff kicked off earlier this week with uh. Um, Daryl Mor- Morey, Morley, Morey, uh, of the Houston Rockets, right? If you follow basketball, um, uh, this, this China related outrage, uh, will not be as new to you 
as it mm. might be. I mean, it's it's been sort of brewing for an entire week. I don't know if you watched the latest South Park. Yeah. Uh, although by the time... I think the latest South Park is actually airing as we're speaking, but uh, that's episode yeah. 300. But, uh, so the they last, did this in retaliation episode. to the basketball stuff, right? No. 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 Oh, okay. Like, it's just a really big coincidence. <laughs> it was just like explicitly well timed like maybe it was I don't know. because I didn't feel we like know it was that a South Park does it in like a yeah, week like right? they they do it in a week but like the timing of it would have to have been spectacular uh, I think it was yeah. just something that they wanted to sort of get off their chests uh because like it, have you watched it it doesn't no. really lead into the, like it's just a weird Anyway, uh, so that was called Band in China, uh, but Band, B-A-N-D. And, uh, and then um, it was sort of like largely about corporations kowtowing to, uh, to Chinese in- interests, but in a much like larger uh, sense. And then uh, Maury... Um, tweeted free hong kong uh which is as inoffensive a statement as you can fucking get uh and the nba's knee-jerk reaction was explicitly bad explicitly poor Hmm. Um, especially for a um a uh a progressive yeah i would consider the nba to probably be the most progressive like uh, I would have pr- prior sport, to but like mainstream sport, yeah, at least I don't know. Prior um, to this week, I would have as well. It's it's changed up. The last couple of hours has definitely changed. They've talked. They've put out like a proper statement saying that we they stand now, behind. Yeah, yeah, our players. Yeah, yeah, which has caused a huge shitstorm. Yes, but they uh, were yes, they were very slow to jump to that. To get to to arrive to get to that the, point, the right place, yeah. right? Like their initial knee jerk reaction was, "We're disappointed," you know, like a disappointed dad. Oh, we're just disappointed, uh, and yeah, I don't I don't have the full story. I, I'm still not sure where it actually landed, but uh, the uh, translated version of their statement was different uh, yeah. to to the Chinese audience. The, like it was translated into Chinese. There are I've heard heard that you know the company handling the translation deliberately like they took it upon themselves to to translate it differently uh i've heard like all sorts of things um about how how that went down yeah so i don't have a really good idea of how it actually played out uh but largely it was bad like just generally bad uh left a real sour fucking taste in my mouth i'll tell you what like you, you, you can't fucking censure a man for saying free Hong Kong. That is literally, mm. literally calling for freedom is not offensive to anyone. Fucking the owner of the Nets came out with his own statement that was just fucking garbage. Uh, and yeah. it was basically, what do you say? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't take into account the um, the complexities of the situation, uh, the complexities of uh, China's history, and you know their um, 
their overall relationship with uh, international um, influences that attempt to, uh, you know, take away territory from them and stuff like that, which is horse shit. Because saying mm. free Hong Kong doesn't is is three fucking words. It's not. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't comment on any any fucking Chinese anything. Like it is literally a statement saying free Hong Kong. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's that's the end of it. So fuck that. Uh, in particular, um, I believe James Harden didn't really play it very slick. Uh, he. He bent down, bent the knee as, as fast as humanly possible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, we fast forward to yesterday afternoon and um, or more like yesterday morning, um, but Blizzard deleted a video, uh, an entire VOD that included a player interview uh, with a player called, was it Blitz Chung, um, who said... Oh man, I can't fucking remember the whole statement. I remember fucking I remember three words pretty easy, but I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Um So this was during an interview for a uh, like a Grandmasters tournament, was it? Yeah. Where he had uh what did he either win or did he place something like that? Uh so he, he just like bowed out basically. He just played, right. like yeah. He's placed. Yeah, uh placed I think it was like in the in the bottom four, um, so he said, uh, "Reclaim Hong Kong." Uh, it is the era of revolution, and uh, the casters in question sort of teed him up to say it, and then they hid under their desks so that they could be uh, to have, I guess, plausible deniability. And Blizzard uh, reacted by removing the video, and then uh, they went a step further and they um, suspended him for a year removed his winnings for the season that season only season 2 but still season 2 yep. so uh, um, that's $3,000 yeah and uh, and then they fired the two casters in question yep. and I think this is a really... This one is actually pretty complicated. This one isn't like the the basketball. It's not like... Or it's not like that fucking Aussie swimmer who keeps getting into the sh- into shit because uh, he won't shut up um, like fighting with the Chinese swimmer. Uh, have you seen that stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the guy that was going on about drug cheating and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. was a conv- was he was a convicted drug cheat or something or the, he was... Chinese, the Chinese player uh, Chinese swimmer was yeah was caught and then allowed back in after serving his suspension yeah and the Aussie player you know wouldn't stand, stand next on to the, him on and, the podium etc yeah. etc et that's pretty cut, clear cut right that one that situation pretty clear cut pretty simple uh it. It's it's his personal opinion. That's not a statement on China. It's not as like he gets a bit broad with it, but uh, it's not a statement on China or anything like that. He's allowed <laughs> to not fucking respect drug cheats because he's a sure. fucking he's a Olympic athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Maury said three fucking words: free Hong Kong. Oh, wasn't it? Was it a word or was it just a picture? Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, but it was like. 
nothing, right? And then you've got this is on a Blizzard broadcast during a tournament setting. And what it reminds me of is Israel Folau, right? That's what it reminds me of because it, the, the, the mistake Israel Folau made, apart from being a bigot and a fuckwit, uh, beyond being a bigot and a fuckwit and ruining, ruining my hopes of an Australian World Cup, uh, Rugby World Cup victory because he can't shut the fuck up. Uh, apart from those things, uh, which are obviously extremely inconsiderate to me personally, uh, sure. he, he, the mistake he made was a breach of contract, which is largely the same thing that has happened here between Blitz, uh, Blitz Chung and Blizzard because the statements they make on stream, on official Blizzard streams, are under the purview of Blizzard. So the the tricky situation that he puts himself in and puts Blizzard in is publishing his statements. And the other thing he did was call for revolution, which is incitement, which I, you know, I'm not a fucking lawyer or whatever the fuck, but like l from a language perspective, it mm -hmm. is uh, inflammatory, right? It's different to what the other, the other two I mentioned did, right? Uh, it goes further. The flip side is that Blitz Chung is from Hong Kong, and it, like this has been going on for months, and there should be a level of compassion, right, from mm. Blizzard, respecting the fact that his country is in a in a state of absolute disruption at the moment, and I think that Blizzard's reaction is like revolting from that perspective. You know, like. He is, he's in a tricky spot, and he puts Blizzard in a tricky spot by saying what he said, right? Sure. But Blizzard made a massive fucking error in failing to, like, consider the human element in yeah. this situation, right? Going on a stream with a gas mask on and uh, and calling for uh, a revolution or calling it a revolution uh, is obviously inflammatory and i don't i wouldn't blame blizzard if they were to suspend him for that right sure uh i wouldn't blame them, right i think i would understand that concept and I, I you know that that would that is how you treat an athlete who says something far and above uh regular um i guess the regular level of inflammatory stuff, right? Like, right. if you've got you've got coaches who shit talk refs and they get mm -hmm. fines, or they get um, they get you know there are suspensions handed handed out for specific statements, that, or yeah, yeah, things like that, yeah, like things that deliberately damage the brand of mm -hmm. the association. Stuff like that happens in sports. All the fucking time, right? And I do yeah. think that a suspension would be fine in that situation. They would still allow him to bring to light his issue. He would, I think he would wear the fucking cost gladly, but they shouldn't take away his fucking money because he won it, right? First of yeah. all, he already won it. The way tournaments work, he's not salaried. He won a fucking tournament straight off the bat, right? So they shouldn't take away his money. And, uh, yeah, they shouldn't have taken down the video. I don't think, uh, being that it was inflammatory, like as inflammatory as, as it is, uh, 
Like, I understand why they, they might. Again, we're talking about, this is this is a knee-jerk reaction. This is like the NBA's knee-jerk reaction. Fucking woeful, right? But, the Streisand effect is fucking well-documented, and Blizzard should know a lot better than it, than, than to take down a video and assume it wasn't going to immediately blow up in their faces. And that is exactly what's happening here. The casters, I'm not surprised they were fired. They absolutely teed, teed the dude up to say it, right? Like they teed him up to say something that compromised their relationship with Blizzard, right? Like from a business perspective, and I hate saying from a business perspective because it seems like such a fucking cop out, but at the end of the day, right, they are supposed to be representing yeah. Blizzard, right? Like they, that is their role is to represent Blizzard. So if they're representing Blizzard by setting Blizzard up to fail, like they, sure. like they're they're in the wrong there. Like this, I don't think there's any question, in my opinion. It's so this like the real problem with this is that you can't have a fucking balanced opinion on it anymore, right? Like there's no room for a balanced opinion on this topic. It's a oh, fuck Blizzard, right? And in some ways, one hundred percent fuck Blizzard because. Sure. There's no question, right? They fucked up. They have fucked up real hard. On like, there are multiple failure points along the way. They have fucked up, but at the same time, uh, like, you you got to be able to like. There has to be some fucking path out of this, right? Because the other, the only alternative is just to keep doing this, is to keep censoring people and not letting them. It, say about talk about these things exactly like you need you need to either be like be able to say stuff you need your athletes to be allowed to say stuff without being terrified of having everything they've worked for removed from them and then Mm. being suspended right there needs to be that path forward and at the same time you need to be able to like show that there are consequences for like for speech that is deemed particularly, I don't know, out of the ordinary uh, yeah. in a in a negative way, that's not like Blizzard, Blizzard's reaction is too far to the right. Right, that is a reaction that will lead to people not wanting to speak uh, around Blizzard. Right, because or the opposite, or what saying oh. saying saying it over and over until yep. they won. Yeah, that's absolutely. Absolutely possible. What are they going to do if 80% of the Hearthstone <coughs> players now come out and start saying that shit to stick up for this person? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They fight like, themselves. Because this, this is exactly the same spot that happens with the NBA. Or, or even like, you look at what's going on with South Park, and let's talk about the consequences of what happened with those guys. South Park's been pulled from China, like, yeah. completely. Um, yeah. They released a, a statement as you know in in this sort of um the way that those guys would basically taking the piss out of them and uh it, so in the last uh about 12 hours yeah the nba then put out a proper statement adam silver the the commissioner of the basketball association um basically said in ca- like in case it wasn't clear like we we definitely made a mistake with our first statement it, you know it, it didn't really represent the way we felt but, but basically, the end of it was like we are supporting our players and their their freedom of speech. Um, that has not translated well at all uh, in China. Um, what's happened there is they've ended up pulling 
basically uh, the NBA broadcasts. Um, so <laughs> there won't be any NBA games being broadcast over there. And what was going on was uh, the Lakers were due to play the Brooklyn Nets in Shanghai. Yeah. So those games seem to be... I don't know if the games have been actually cancelled. From what I've read from ESPN, they've said that um, for whatever reason, you can't buy tickets on the website anymore to purchase to that event. So it's still sort of up in arms whether or not that event has been cancelled. It's in a couple of days. Um, and this is only really within the last sort of 10 hours that this stuff has gone through. So we still don't know the whole story. Um, but the, at least the broadcasts have been pulled. Um, there were community events that were happening in Shanghai between the Lakers and, and Brooklyn Net players that have been cancelled. Um, the Houston Rockets have basically all but had their business ties cut from China, who are basically the Chinese team that everybody supports. Reason being that um, Yao Ming, one of the a very popular Chinese player, a, a Hall of Famer, was on the Houston Rockets many, many years ago. And that's sort of like the team that China has adopted as their favorites. There's obviously lots of teams on there. China is is bigger in in uh, over there for basketball than it is in the United States. Um, yeah, so you've got all these sponsorships being pulled now for basketball. The CBA is canceling um, all sorts of games, G League games over there. Like, there's been huge ramifications over the last twelve hours in terms of this stuff. And there's nothing to say that it won't go further to the point where um, they may just ban it entirely. And that's a huge blow for the NBA because it's, as I said, the NBA in China is bigger than what it is in America um, yeah. in terms of viewership numbers and whatnot. There's, there's you know, over a billion people <laughs> that sort of, um, that can be, be watching this stuff. So it's a massive market. And so that's kind of what Blizzard is battling right now. If they kind of let this stuff keep going on, they get to a point where there's a possibility that their games get banned over there and they lose the biggest market in the world. And so them taking these extreme measures is obviously a massive business decision. While people are turning around saying, I'm not going to buy Blizzard games anymore, losing the biggest market in the world as opposed to a couple of thousand people is probably worth it for them. Um, But at the same time, there's the human aspect that you're talking about of like, it is not the right thing to do. And so you've got to weigh up those options. And unfortunately, Blizzard is a company that is out to make money. And so at the end of the day, they're probably going to put their money forward. (laughs) As Racy pointed out, uh, you know, members, like employees at Blizzard have been like covering up the think globally and every voice matters values. Mm -hmm. Uh, on the like at Blizzard HQ and stuff like that, I think is is another unforeseen, like unexpected outcome. Uh, the human aspect is more is more far reaching than than just uh, the immediate, you know, uh, the immediate like dicking of a competitor in their in their fledgling sport. Right. Uh, there are there will be employees who are not happy with Blizzard utterly failing to uh, to stick to their posted values, their posted core values as a business. Um, I, I like and and that will have further ramifications. Mm-hmm. That will have 
uh, an impact beyond the immediate, like immediate short term um, of Blizzard maybe getting censured in China. Uh, that is uh, like that is something that I, I think you know. Again, knee jerk reactions can't really take into account. Knee jerk reactions won't take into account. There's so many. There's a reason why it took the NBA so long, and it's because they were attempting to work out every part of this decision. I don't think they arrived at the right place out of altruism. Uh, mm. At the end of the day, a business decision is a business decision, and I don't think the NBA uh, is courting. Um, you know, the the world public over the Chinese public. I think they are betting someone on the other side flinches. I think they're betting someone blinks. Yeah, and they're they're, they're basically saying that that we may not or we don't want to get involved with these political issues, but we're not going to stop our players and employees from speaking their own mind is, is where they're pretty much coming from and they're hoping that on the other side they're going to look at that and go oh yeah that's fine but that's probably not what's going to happen <laughs> judging yeah. by what's happened in the last like couple of hours yeah yeah exactly um, to, to be honest uh, I think China's reaction has been fucking gross like absolutely gross that is like the Wielding economic power in an attempt to mass censor uh, other nations is it's economic warfare essentially, mm. uh, and yeah, the idea like, from the the Nets owner that we're supposed to rep- like respect China's values and China's perspective over yeah. something as simple as the concept of free Hong Kong which can be interpreted a billion different ways but the uh, even the most pessimistic of interpretations would still be hey maybe people shouldn't be getting fucking shot and killed on the fucking streets of Hong Kong for wanting uh, democracy uh, like yeah there's there's no charitable fucking reaction uh, to to that from the perspective of the authoritarian government that is mm-hmm. actively attempting to uh, oppress millions of people. Um, so from that perspective, um, I lost my train of thought. I got right into it. I got like fucking way, way <laughs> down the rabbit hole of what the fuck is going on in Hong Kong because it's fucking horrible. Um, oh yeah, no, from that perspective, right? I think that's fucking like what China is doing uh, to attempt to silence people mm-hmm. uh, outside of their country uh, is is pretty gross. Yeah, um, is extremely gross. Um, it goes against Western core values as a, as society. The idea of you know freedom of speech and the ability to to criticize uh, governments and stuff. And you know, uh, I think I think you see a lot of you know a lot of knee-jerk anti-reactions will point to the many failures of freedom of speech uh, in the Western world uh, at the same time. There's no question that there are. Those exist, like fucking Mm -hmm. Peter Dutton being a fuckhead. 
and, and attempting to hunt down and cancel the fucking Centrelink of people who went to the climate change rallies. That's some fucking... That's some Gestapo shit. Uh... Fuck him! Fuck that egg. I'm cunt. missing some juicy news back home. Oh, you're missing some. You got enough fucking juicy news over in your new fucking country. Um, but yeah, like that. There's no question that it happens elsewhere. Like the the. But that's that's bullshit, right? Like that doesn't have any impact on what is happening right now. And yeah, Blizzard's in a fucking tricky spot, right? Blizzard is in an understandably tricky position. Where their options are shit-tastic. But, Mm. fucking, Jesus. I don't know how you fucking pick the worst one, uh, like, as fast as humanly possible, right? Like, that's, it's like when I'm playing, like, a fucking, an RPG, and I'm skipping through all the dialogue, and I get to a fucking question, I'm like, I fucking, I don't fucking care. (laughs) Three. Yeah, how do it's I do like, this shit? Fuck you, fuck your family, fuck everyone in this town. And then you shoot him in the head and you're like, that was the wrong choice. Do you want to quick load or do you want to actually commit to this decision? You're like, yeah. well, fuck. Yeah. Um, my personal position is, yeah, uh, I, I think hand him a suspension until the next season of, like, Grandmasters. Uh give him his fucking prize money. Um, I understand not working with the casters again. And yeah, uh, that is probably where I draw the line. Right. And I think from like, as a, cause it brings up other fucking, there's another fucking topic in here, right? There's another fucking topic in here that doesn't get talked about a lot. And that is the influence that publishers have uh, on esports compared to regular sports, right? Nobody owns basketball, right? And so the difference between the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association, and the NBA is whatever the fuck needs to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who create basketballs aren't going to suddenly ban everyone who talks about fucking the Rockets. Uh, they're not going to remove basketballs from people who talk about the Rockets. Right? That's not going to happen. Uh, that can't happen, right? But uh, Blizzard, being the sole um, proprietors of the particular esport that people are involved in in this situation, which is Hearthstone, not to say that there aren't other card games out there, but in this particular instance, they are the ones with, they are the ones, ones running the tournament, they're the ones running the stream, yep. finding the players. Uh, putting together the rule sets that they adopt and then immediately abandon, uh, which is exactly what I said would happen when I saw the specialist system, but let's not get into that. Um, yeah, like, they're the ones in charge of every fucking, every single level of what happens in Hearthstone Esports. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I, I think people haven't really looked into yet, but the reality is, with, like, Esports, if a publisher decides that you aren't to say something or aren't to do a certain thing, then uh, that, like, they make it so by... They can make it so in so many different ways. In so many different ways. Um, They, like... 
Ubisoft are not doing this. Uh, they're not. I want to be clear. They're not doing this at all. But if Ubisoft were so inclined, they could. Uh, they have the tools in, available to remove players for saying certain things, uh, or to remove certain speech, um, to remove like all those all those sorts of things. If they were so inclined, they could eliminate certain concepts from their games entirely <coughs> using swear filters and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I've been reported a number of times, not by anyone in particular, not by anyone I've been playing against, uh, but by the automated system for calling my enemies cunts in Rainbow Six. I have absolutely been reported a couple of times for calling them cunts. Mostly, you know, I think the reason I've been, I haven't been banned yet is because they look back and they realize that my enemies were cunts in those situations. But, right? <laughs> They could go. They could go further, right? Those systems exist. They are in place, and at the time, right, they were championed as uh, the ability to remove toxicity. And I still think that they absolutely are, right? I'm glad, uh, you know, upon reflection, I'm glad that my enemies didn't know that I'd called them cunts. But that's only because I didn't want them to know that they'd gotten to me uh, more than anything. Uh, they are cunts, and they should know that they're cunts, but. It, I would like them to know that later, right? Uh, on the flip side, right, and again, to be clear, Ubisoft are not doing this, but lots of games have lots of different fucking swear filters, and those filters could be employed in any number of ways. Yeah. Uh, th- those filters could be employed uh, in, in a variety of different ways that could... Uh, significantly impact the way we communicate with people uh, in in games to essentially, uh, yeah, like censor people, right? Or to push certain ideas uh, and stuff like that. No, No company is doing that. But it is something that we have to keep in mind for the future because it's only possible in esports. It's not possible... Like, if the NBA were to suddenly... If the NBA had years ago sided with Donald Sterling, right? And every halfway decent player who wasn't a fuckhole decided to just fucking up and bail. Mm. They were just like, oh, well, um, like... Just our own basketball. Yeah, the fucking... Like, the, the fucking five richest players in the NBA got together with some other like, like-minded like fucking people and like, we'll just make our own fucking, you know, uh, slave owner, f- like free fucking, free of slave owners fucking association for basketball and people could fucking watch that instead. I would watch the version that, you know, LeBron was playing in. And Is LeBron there a four point line fucking in this version? Uh, <laughs> and like, and also dunks, um, dunks count spots, for threes and spots on the ground that's that change. And when you is you your shoot theory from those specific spots? You get extra is your points. theory that the North Korean basketball <laughs> is the slave owner free version of basketball? Best basketball. Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, like they could up, they could take their fucking ball and they could go home, right? They could fucking get out and go make their own basketball system and people who fucking watch it, right? You can't really do that in, in eSport. It's not possible, right? You can't just fucking, well, I'm tired of the fucking 
tired of the way this is going, so I guess I'll just go play fucking Hearthstone over here instead. Uh, yep. No, Hearthstone actually... Well, like, fucking shit. Like, after StarCraft 1, Blizzard baked into the terms and conditions of their games the fact that they control competitions on a fundamental level. Mm-hmm. That was to curb the influence of the South Korean esports system. Like... That is, that's esports history, right? Like, but that's baked in. It is from the fucking ground up. You aren't getting away from, if you are in their ecosystem, even open ecosystems Hmm. are are still subject to that sort of stuff. Like, even, like, don't, like, StarCraft 2 onwards is is a closed esports ecosystem. Right, there are two ecosystems, uh, closed and, and open. Uh, StarCraft Two onwards. StarCraft One was an open ecosystem. StarCraft Two onwards. Every other Blizzard esport since has been a closed ecosystem. Um, right, uh, League of Legends is a closed ecosystem. These games are uh, controlled from the ground up by the publishers uh, mm-hmm. and developers of the game. Um, on the flip side, the open ecosystem, the famous, the most famous, I say, I'd say, is uh, Dota Two, well, right? Yeah, and Counter Strike. And Counter Strike is probably a close second. Um, these are the most famous open ecosystem games. Valve's influence on them is uh, spotty at best. Um, they, you know, obviously they have a few huge. Uh, strikes uh where they they wield their influence but beyond that they sort of happy to let it go let people do whatever and both obviously both ecosystems have their strengths and their weaknesses um but uh yeah generally the the strength of an open ecosystem is that players can do largely whatever they want uh with the game and so the game can grow in whatever way they want and so yep. if players don't want to compete in Counter-Strike Source, uh, then they can continue to compete in Counter-Strike 1.6. And Valve's response, Valve's uh, only option to respond to that is to find some way to get the players to play the version they want, which they do. They global do. offensive, obviously. Um, but nevertheless, even in an open ecosystem, Valve has still wielded their power... Um, you know, obviously with um, the player who was uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but there was a player who was, was banned. Fly? No, what? I wasn't flying. Oh, what? I'm trying to think what happens. Um, Southeast Asian uh, team player who uh, was caught talking shit in uh, on Chinese servers, got banned, uh, right. and then the team attempted to. Uh, cover the situation up and they inevitably got banned uh, mm-hmm. from the Shanghai Major. Um, right. Was it Shanghai? I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, the team got banned. It was, uh, it was a, you know, it was a big deal a little while ago. Um, as more information came out, uh, the team looked worse and worse. They were attempting to cover things up. They were lying, etc., etc. Um, and because it stemmed from a inherently racist uh like comments yep. they didn't really get the support 
that, um, you know, Bliss Shun God. Valve's mm. options were pretty fucking limited. But it, Well, this is the one then, where Valve said they were they were wanting the team to decide what to do and eventually they the team decided and then they didn't make a good enough decision so Valve stepped in and fucking made it for them. Is that the one? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Um, like, I guess my point is like even in an open system like fucking Dota, yeah. the publisher, the developer still wields an enormous amount of influence. They still wield that power yeah. uh, that you just won't see in any other sport. And it's, uh, I think the, the implications of that need to be fucking considered as we move forward uh, now more than any, uh, more than ever before, because traditionally it's sort of just been a, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. But I think we have come to that bridge uh, I think we have arrived at that bridge. Uh, I have seeded the uh, concepts of this uh, discussion in a lot of my fucking stories for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, ultimately, there is a large discussion that needs to be had about the yeah. breadth of the influence that developers have. Because it's it's absolutely one of the trickiest trickiest fucking things I mean start start from fucking Call of Duty right start from right from Call of Duty how do you have a Call of Duty World League with franchise teams if the game's gonna change every year like Mm. would you would you have a fucking rugby union like league and then next season they're playing rugby league yeah oh it's pretty close though next season they're playing AFL (laughs) yeah I don't fucking think so like what the fuck is going on there how the fuck does that franchise work how the fuck do you like how are you supposed to commit to that kind of stuff as a franchisee as a fan as a player as anyone outside of the company the billion dollar fucking company Hmm. that has a vested interest in releasing roughly the same game every year but slightly different yeah I don't know I honestly don't know that's a good place to start or you know obviously the another good place to start is what are you supposed to do if you if your country is being directly oppressed by another and you find yourself with an opportunity to shout out to your people uh I don't know I don't know like get banned for an entire year, I guess, yeah. as a as a alleged grandmaster. Mm. That's not great. Yeah, I feel like this is going to backfire on them. I think it already has. Yeah, I think it already has. Uh, yeah, like I said, like there's no there's no room for fucking nuance anymore, right? Like there's no like I didn't want to say any of this on Twitter, right? I was going to react on Twitter immediately. But it's so fucking tricky. Because you can't fucking cover every fucking link of this, right? How long have yeah. we been talking? We've been it's talking 140 40 fucking minutes. characters, right? Or is, it, is that what yeah, it is? Got, 140 characters? Yeah, yeah you got well, 280 now. But, 280, uh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, you got... Like, we've, we've been talking f- for 40 fucking minutes. And I don't think we've covered it adequately. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how to go into more depth... 
uh, without retreading a lot of the same fucking ground again. Uh, so unless this podcast is literally just us talking about that, and no. it isn't. No. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's fucked, right? There's no room for nuance. Ultimately, like, I'm looking at fucking reviews, like, user reviews of Joker, right? I went and saw Joker last week. Uh, you've seen Joker. People are still, like, pe- people's knee-jerk reaction to this film are just garbage. Uh, I've been reading, like, letterboxed reviews, mm. right? Like, because I review, I've spoken before, but I, I review all the stuff I uh, watch on letter, Letterboxd. And, uh, yeah, people are like, oh, blah, 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 incels. Uh, blah, 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 Todd Phillips is a fuckhead. You know, like, that's that's not a review. What, what the fuck is Letterboxd supposed to be for? Like, what, is it just another fucking place for the fucking... Metacritic reviews or some shit. Like, is that what it is? I don't know. Uh, like, yeah. Like, can't I, can't I go see zero star reviews on fucking Metacritic? Why mm. would I go for them here as well? Like, it's just... It's weird, right? Like, let's... There was one that was... Uh, this movie means nothing. They just went, What's big right now? Incels and Antifa? Those are the same. And rolled it all into an existing character... Did you watch the fucking movie, dickhole? Like, what movie did you watch? Because how the fuck is that at all what that film was about? Like, it's such a... Uh, yeah, it's just it's just reactionary, right? Like, people are so quick to have... Nobody wants a fucking measured take anymore. Everyone wants a fucking hot take. Fucking those Glenlivet fucking... Did you see those Glenlivet cocktail pods that they were fucking pushing on Twitter? No. Did you see those things? Glenlivet's a whiskey manufacturer and they've uh, invented the new way to have drinks. And it's basically a, uh, a little Fish. sack and it's filled yeah. with a... And it's basically like a an alcoholic lolly. You mm. like pop it in your mouth, the film around it uh, degrades in your saliva and you get a shot of some sort of custom-made cocktail. Right? For sure. It's not pure whiskey. It's not like a... It's not a fucking... They're not using their fucking Glenlivet 21 or, or some shit, right? Like, this is not the fucking great... The great stuff that you're buying in a fucking... In a big fucking box. And the box has a bottle in it. The box and the bottle goes into your fucking little snifter glass so you can fucking get the right nose on it or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. This is a different way to experience alcohol basically and people losing their shit like oh you don't know how whiskey works you can still drink whiskey right like they're not coming into your house and smashing all your whiskey bottles and then fucking here have these fucking Tide Pods cunt no that's not what's happening just fucking drink a whiskey right like what? how is this how is this impacting you I've got no idea right but no you gotta be quick on the draw you gotta be like yeah fuck this ah fuck Joker ah Fuck them, fuck these guys, fuck everything. Everyone's just fucking bang, 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 bang. And not, there's no time to fucking work out wh- where the fuck... And, like, the, the slower cunts still want to have... Like, still want to make their jokes. And because mm. everything on the internet is is time-free, right? There's no... It used to be, you know, back in the day, if you want to have a fucking... You want to make a quick, quick-witted quip... You'd actually have to say it in the moment, or you'd be made fun of for being slow. You'd be like, 
yeah, well, you're the fucking jerk. And everyone like, what the fuck? Like, what were you waiting for? Like, what was the big pause about? No. Now, right? Because anything can go up whenever. You just be like, oh, well, I didn't see the movie. But now, now, right? Like, everyone's fucking taking their time. They're still having their hot takes. They're not waiting or trying to have a nuanced fucking discussion. It's just fucking boom, straight in. It's fucked. It's well fucked. So I guess what I'm driving at is, uh, yeah, it was fucking like, I'm, I'm terrified, right? Of trying to have this discussion on Twitter because I don't think anyone is interested in, in having a, a discussion on Twitter. Like there's no way to have that conversation. It's just yeah, a surefire way to fucking piss everyone off. It's also a fucking movie. <laughs> it's not real. Oh, I was switching back to the um, Blitz Chung issue. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Oh, but yeah. The whole, like, it portrays mental illness poorly, and, and it's like, yeah, but it's not trying to. <laughs> it's, it's a film. It's not real. Oh. Oh, my uh, gosh. Are we going, going like... No, uh, I don't want to talk about it. S- Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, are we just going to go after every movie now? Clarice? Yeah, it, like, it's, oh, it's portrayed can... aliens badly, so I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, basically. Basically. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, if you're still yep. with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure stuff's going to happen in the next uh, couple of days and we'll get some more info. We'll probably be talking about this next week, this Blizzard stuff, but we'll see. We won't go for 50 minutes next week. No. All right, uh, Ghost Recon on Breakpoint. Let's yeah. kick off with that. You you uh, you had a chance to jump in. Um, I don't know how much you've played. We've played we played a little bit together. Um, yep. I don't know if you. It's like obviously jumped out at some stage, and you were still playing with a couple of other people. But like whereabouts? Like what, what were you kind of getting up to in that game? What was going? <laughs> what was going on? Because when I joined you, you were trying to fight. Uh, I think I jumped in, and you were trying to basically kill a bunch of elites. And that's where I joined him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was right at the start of the game, right? That's like right at the start of the game. And I knew you could do it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm up to the final boss fight. Yeah. My Here's experience playing with Job in this game is like completely different to the way I've been playing it. It's like, Job's like, how can I fucking break... Th- no, not break this game. But yeah. no, no, it feels it. like... <laughs> It feels you like, had it. I'm trying to break it. Well, you know how you hear about these games where they're like, um, uh, let's go with the Outer Worlds, right? Where they say you can get, you can play this game, and you can you can get you can beat it without killing anybody, yeah. right? Or you can uh, you can play like a pacifist or um, <clears throat> like that sort of stuff, and, and you get to you've got those other games where it's like uh, what was it for like Far Cry Three, I think it was, where it's like you can finish that game in in ten minutes if you just yeah. like stay in the room. This is how I feel like you're playing Ghost Recon. By not playing the actual story, you're just like, I'm going to fucking brute force my way through <laughs> all the high-level areas, which you can do because everybody dies it's with a, a headshot. headshot. Um, yeah. yeah, and so I'm curious to hear about how you're playing this game compared to how I'm pl- sort of playing it. Like, I'm still in that place where I'm not really doing main missions. I'm just kind of... Uh, fighting around exploring so yeah what's going on so I'm up to the last boss fight and uh, 
Uh, so I'm, I'm fighting the Punisher at the moment. Last time I uh, logged off, uh, yep. I have to. I need four people. I need three other people to help me do this fight because I can't do it on my own. But uh, I can absolutely. It's definitely. I'm there. Uh, yep. I found him. <laughs> <laughs> which is what matters and uh, killed everyone in the base around him and then once you've done that you're able to like walk in and trigger the cutscene where you confront one another and there he is standing at the back of the room yeah. uh, with so, so wait 20... without, without going into any detail how did you find him did you just stumble across him or did you oh no it was so fucking easy it was so fucking easy uh, it's crazy easy so to to clarify um, I am up to mission three in the main storyline. Uh, okay. Go to Freeport, I believe it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't done that. Uh, I I got to the mission. So the mission that you joined me in uh, is that's mission one, where you investigate the choppers. Yeah, as far as I as far as I understand it. Yeah, investigate the choppers. Mission two is go to the, the like, main hub, hub, hub area. Yep. That's mission two. And mission three is go to Freeport. And uh, I have declined to go to Freeport. <laughs> um, instead, uh, I was looking at my pins. And so uh, the main missions, it tells you to do... There are like three of them. There's mm. go to Freeport. There's talk to people in the hub area to get all your tutorials out of the way. Yep. Uh, which is the most annoying of them. And then there was another one, which is... Uh, find Walker oh, and Find okay. Walker yeah. uh, is uh, like right there and it's like uh, I think it's like interrogate interrogate captains to find where Walker is right and so I was wandering around uh, level 200 base uh, murdering everyone <laughs> as you do as you do <laughs> and uh, I can't believe I I did this. Uh, I can't believe I managed to do this. But uh, all I could see of this dude, uh, like I was in a sniper tower, and because the AI can't climb ladders, you yeah. just go up the top of a ladder, and then you can just murder everyone by throwing grenades down the ladders. Um, and uh, <laughs> like they'll just beeline up the fucking stairs and get to the bottom of the ladder, and you just drop them. They'll still like they'll kill you in two hits if they see you if they get a line mm. on you. But if you just yeah, you can just drop grenades. Uh, that, that shit's easy. Or you headshot everyone. Whatever. Um, so you headshot like 90% of everyone. But the dudes who come too close to your tower, you can't really get an angle on them. So you just wait for them to come in. Drop grenades on them. This one dude refused to come over. Refused. And he was stuck up against the wall. And all I could see was his legs. So I shot him in the leg. And then I finished killing the other dudes. And went over to him. Because uh, for some reason, I hadn't wiped out the base. Um, but I was like wandering over because... Uh, there was like an objective over there and there he was like rolling on the ground he's like oh, oh yeah and uh so i pick him up and i interrogate him and uh it's like hunt uh walker was last seen at the hunter airfield base okay and so i went to the hunter airfield base and i found the last boss of the game as far as i can tell um and so that's what I did. Uh, so me and Kleb wiped out everyone on that base. Um, I needed Kleb's help because there's one of those giant tank things. Yeah. Um, and I can I have killed them on my own, um, but they're a pain in the dick. And it's much easier with the second person because you can sort of just trade threat. Uh, yeah. You hit them with a rocket. They hit them with a rocket. 
you hit them with a rocket. They hit them with a rocket. There goes all the armor, and they'll die in either two more rockets, or you can literally just fucking like Shoot. small arms them to death. Yeah, um, that's a lot easier. Otherwise, you need f- like four four of your own rockets while still getting fucking mortared the whole time. Yeah, it's a pain. Um, yeah, so we uh, so we knocked that out. Went inside. Uh, there's Walker, about twenty level one hundred fifty dudes. Uh, they all still die to headshots, but they also two shot you every single one of them. Yeah. And I just, uh, there's not like really very good cover. The moment you walk in the door, you're sort of standing out in the open. And so if you're not paying attention, you're just sort of standing out in the open while a billion dudes murder you on the spot. Mm-hmm. So you've got to fucking immediately get to cover. You'll probably cop a shot while you're trying to get to cover. Hmm. Uh, and then you start to get to work and at best I've managed to we managed to take out like five of them um, which is not enough yeah. um, there's like fucking 20 other cunts and then you kill Walker and so what I think needs to happen is three people take out ads one person focuses on Walker and uh, <clears throat> I assume the credits will roll yeah interesting what I think is happening great point has an amazing game somewhere in it. It's, it's got like identity uh, crisis. I feel like like it doesn't know oh, what the fuck it's supposed to be. One hundred percent. Or one hundred percent. Or they were making this game and like I don't know, like six months, a year before it was supposed to be out. Like a fucking boss walked in and was like, "What's all this then? You can't yep. make this." Nobody's going to oh, play this up. game. What's all this then? <laughs> yeah. Where's my loot? Where's yep. my loot gone? I want I want my loot in there and I want my, uh, my I don't know, what else? My online services in there. And they were like, oh, okay. Uh, we'll drop, we got loot. We'll just get the division stuff and kind of put it in there. But they kind of put it in there, but it doesn't really do anything. Like, it's there. You can get loot, but does, like I don't know why the fuck there's any loot in the game. Um, yeah, it's it's such a weird mix. Like you've got this injury system that seems cool in concept, but that doesn't really matter much. You can <laughs> right, you can break down right all of the core systems in wild uh, in Breakpoint yeah. that are utterly thrown away. You can break them all down in that first mission. They all exist inside that first mission. All the coolest shit of Breakpoint exists inside that fucking first mission arc finding the three choppers that get shot down yeah, right yeah. and all of them get pissed away immediately you've got you land and you've got the fucking drawn out uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater style healing yourself where you slowly and carefully fucking bandage yourself up and you get yourself yeah. back up and then you literally never use another bandage again you I've used it once. Never use it. Why? Because I, I was Why? just command, like I was commandoing through a fucking um, a checkpoint, and yep. uh, I was I was literally shooting at like twenty guys, and because I can take so much damage, I finished that fight was still alive, but was injured, and so I bandaged my leg up, and it's literally still bandaged. Like I was telling you the other day when I jumped into your game, I'm like, oh, it's still bandaged. That's that's cool. <laughs> but it's weird like, and cool. Yeah, but like, why is it? Why is it syringe? Syringe. <laughs> like even if you even if you take two blips of damage, you syringe and you go, uh, you get back 
like to full. Like you can just syringe twice if you have to. Yeah. Like unless there's it's no like need the, to bandage again. Unless it's like the Batman system of you know Batman, you play Batman and and you know thirty hours in your your bat suits all ripped up and like there's there's tears on your mask and like your, or your cowl is like a bit like there's a snapped off on the top. You know that sort of thing. Like if that's what they're doing in Breakpoint, I'm all for it. But if it's not doing anything like that, because I feel like he's, I've seen the same leg being bandaged up all the time. Yeah. Like if my dude well, looked like he'd been through hell, like he's got scratches everywhere, there's bandages all up his arm. Like if they said there's 30 different points on your body that you can bandage up and will get wrecked. And yeah, that'd be cool. As like a, um, you know, like a being able to, to show you the sort of, your uh you know all the things your trauma that you your body has been through during this journey that'd be yeah. cool um even if it's got no gameplay purpose just like the look of your character like your battle scars would be awesome but i don't feel like it's doing that like it got... felt like it was supposed to have gameplay purpose right well yeah you remember the the, the first reveal they had you like rolling down that hill and like like yeah. i don't think i've had that moment in that game no. Because I can just turn around and murder everybody. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a chopper coming. All right. Fucking, well, I headshot the pilot, so the chopper's not a problem anymore. <laughs> and now it's hurtling um, towards me. Yeah. My biggest problem is, is it going to crash on top of me? Um. So, okay. So the first thing you do, you fucking bandage yourself up, right? Never use bandages again, or you use them once, even though you can use syringes, which... Uh, I'm constantly full of, and yeah, uh, I I think I've used three syringes, uh, mostly because everywhere I'm I'm taking on, if I get shot, I'm dead. Um, but wait, wait, sorry, can you use the syringe when you've got an injured body part? Yeah, that's what you use it for. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Bang, syringe. No needs bandage. Moving on. Uh, next, next up, uh, follow the smoke columns. To find the other chopper wrecks. Okay. Uh, let's do that. Uh, except for the fact that by default, they've turned that off. Uh, and you've got guided mode on by default. That is the biggest, biggest betrayal that this game involves. Is the fact that guided mode is on by default. And when you switch to exploration mode, it says this is the way the game is meant to be played. Yes. Right? Like, then exactly why the fuck is last. guided on? Yeah. Why is guided on by fucking default? That is fucking heinous. Right? So, follow the smoke things. Now, now, okay, cool. So I'm finding fucking smoke things. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty rad, right? Um, next, uh, you get to the second one. You've entered a level where everyone is dangerous. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what, what, like, I don't really understand what that means. Um, fundamentally. Uh, but I've got a gun. So I'll just fucking shoot them all. And you can shoot them all. And they all die to a headshot. Um, the idea being in that, like in that instance, is that uh, gear is supposed to impact your ability to, uh, or your choices, your decision-making mm. process when uh, deciding a engagement to take. Um, yeah, gear is supposed to influence that. Uh, except for the fact that, yeah, just by random, I happened across a couple of chests, and so I've got more than a fucking pistol. Uh, even if I had a pistol, I still would have fucking tried to headshot all of them. Um, but nevertheless, I do have, I've got a fucking level one fucking M4 that already has a sick fucking ACOG scope on it and yeah. a silencer. So I'll just fucking 
Bang, 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 bang. Everyone's dead. Move on, right? So they've undercut their gear system, right? Immediately, which shouldn't exist anyway. You run to the third fucking smoke column and you run over fucking watermelon or some shit, right? You're like, okay, I'm collecting watermelons now. What? What the fuck do watermelons do? I have not... I collected, I would say, a thousand watermelons, and I have no idea what for. I eat them. Obviously, haven't cared to look, but I don't know. So, I've never so crafted like a, anything. There's a weird crafting system in there where you can use all these materials that you find, and you can sort of make items like ten percent to start to stamina or like um, uh, damage resistance and things like that. Like there's these different sort of items that you can craft and, and consume. Um, and then later on, it's like when you start destroying drones or getting uh, explosive materials, you can you can create C4 or different types of grenades and that sort of thing. But like all the consumable items in the game. Um, so I don't... I've not used any of the um, like food stuff yet, but I've definitely crafted materials to you know throw at people to make them explode but otherwise yeah I don't know why I'm collecting uh, coconuts yeah <laughs> I was just I assume I'm gonna once I kill Walker I open up a green grocer or something and I sell them <laughs> yeah exorbitant prices on the island <laughs> I mean they're fucking wild harvest man like of course they're gonna be exorbitant prices um these are not your fucking farm grown fucking watermelons mate these yeah. are yeah found fresh found baby uh, yeah. um yeah so introduced a crafting system that i make literally no use of and then i go to a hub world that explains far too much uh far too much that i don't give a fuck about uh but la- like by and large the biggest thing that it explains uh is that there are these bivouac points all over the fucking place yeah is that, is that how you say bivouac on a bivouac Bivouac. 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 Anyway. Yeah. All these things all over the fucking place. I've unlocked... I've never visited one. Uh, I think we visited one together. You made me go over to one. Like, just sort of fly next to one. <laughs> Don't drag me into this. <laughs> you absolutely fucking did. Yeah. Right? I, and I, found, I found the rest of them by interrogating cunts. Yeah. And it's like... Well, you've unlocked this bivouac, and I'm like, yeah. so now I can fast travel there, yeah. even though I never. Okay, so they piss away. They've got the fucking biggest map in the fucking game I've ever seen, and they piss that away by having fast travel all over the place without me ever having to fucking visit the place. Hmm. Uh, it's it is literally just here's the system, and here's how we've ruined it. Here's the system, and here's why you don't need to use it. Like, just over and over and over again. Like, the fact that I can fight Walker right from the fucking get-go. I reckon I could probably just go straight to the fuck. Right? Like, straight over to him. I wouldn't even need to do any of the other shit. I could skip going to the fucking helicopters, skip going to the hub world, and go just go straight to fucking Walker. Now that I don't know where he is, I don't see why I couldn't, right? That's, uh, that, I, that, seems, that sounds like that's rad to me. <laughs> that is like, rad. That's a cool That's idea. fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. That is... Breakpoint, right, is like... It's like if they were like, oh, Wildlands was cool, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you know what's But how cool? do we get rid of all the the, um, the mob bosses that you've got to sort of 
like take out in order to weave, weave your way through like the network of of uh, organizations and that sort of thing whereas this is like you can just go do it well it's like do you know what else was cool Breath of the Wild yeah and in Breath of the Wild you could immediately go kill Ganon yeah what if you could immediately go kill Walker what if like you could just right from the fucking start go and kill the big boss and they're like that sounds fucking awesome and you know what else is in Breath of the Wild fucking crafting shit and like hardcore survival shit and like yeah and like fucking there are watermelons and stuff and you're like seeds they've got so many seeds in that game yeah fucking stacks of them um yeah they're like yeah why don't we why don't we make Breath of the Wild Ghost Recon Breath of the Wild right Breath of the Wildlands and they're like no that makes sense yeah we're fucking doing that and then then they go a year in or a year ago they were like knee deep in making that game and then uh and then your scenario where the fucking boss walks in he's like what the fuck is going on in here (laughs) and then like fucking like six of the designers are playing fucking zelda and they're like no no this is for the this for research and they're like you better fucking load up division two right fucking now or you're in fucking trouble um, and then they're like, oh, yes, sir. And then they fucking hammer in a bunch of bullshit that nobody fucking gives a fuck about. And yeah, like, I find Breakpoints fascinating in the way that it has failed itself. Yeah. That it is, it is so dramatically failed itself. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's the thing that like I was talking about last week is that I'm having so much fun with this game, but I'm not playing the game the way it seems it's supposed to. It's like they're wanting yeah. me to play. Like I'm playing it the way I felt like they originally wanted the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I am sort I'm, of just trying to exploring and doing missions by myself and and like just doing it that way. Um, yeah, because there's just too many systems in there where you look at it and you're like, this is fucking, like, why is this even in here for? Uh, I still like the idea of getting loot and, and uh, like, leveling up some of those stats in terms of, like, your accuracy and whatnot, but I, st- I just don't... I can't see the connection as to why that is in there uh, in terms of, like, you having, like, level 200 areas. Like, I still don't... I don't draw... I don't know what the connection between those two things is. Like, what what is my loot doing that enables me to go to that area and be more successful? Because it's not meaningful loot in any way, right? Like, the difference between a level appears to be, like, a percentage. Like, a single percentage. Yeah. Because it's so fucking shoehorned in. Which means that, like, yeah, having a 1% increase in my fucking stability is utterly fucking meaningless. There is, like, there's no... There's no visible change uh that the loot brings unless you don't change loot uh every, every until every like 25 oh, i'm always changing loot i'm like level 20 plus 75 i think at the moment i'm 45 um and <laughs> i just i just don't care like i just don't care to change loot there's no point yeah. right it it doesn't like it, it's idiotic that i can go into a level 150 base clear it the fuck out and then walk away with a bunch of level 20 shit, right? That's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't know how that fucking scans, 
but I guess you know you got to balance it somehow. Otherwise, sure. you know, I just you just beeline to the level two hundred place and then go make the then finish the game super yeah. quick. Yeah. On the flip side, if the fucking loot system hadn't been fucking half asked into the game, then it like this doesn't seem like it's my fault. It's not my problem that. Ubisoft says they introduced the loot system because uh, fundamentally they found that players in Wildlands didn't have enough motivation to continue playing uh, Beyond's uh, finding their favorite weapon and then giving up. Right. Which makes sense, right? Because that's exactly how we played it. We found our favorite weapons. We would find. We would look on the map. We'd find a weapon that we wanted, and mm. then we'd go to it, and then we just fucked about. Right, yeah. I certainly never came close to finishing the story in that. Um, that is a that is a problem with the storytelling. That is not a problem with player motivation. Uh, introducing a half-hearted loot system does not change that motivation. It is an extra motivation system. But all they have managed to do is uh, negatively impact every other system in their game as a result. And the reality is, Ghost Recon: Breath of the Wild is a game that I would be motivated to play and finish. Hmm. Uh, is a game that, like, if it was fucking behind enemy lines, if it was, like, Armour, Armour 2's main campaign was basically behind enemy lines, right? Yeah, but on a good end. The movie with, with Alan Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If it was behind enemy lines, but with a good engine, mate, I'm I'm in. I want that game. I would play it every fucking day of the week. I would play it a billion times. Uh, that that sounds fucking sick. Like, and yeah, you chuck co-op in there? Holy fuck. Like, yeah, sign me up, man. Like, that'd be brilliant. I don't understand why the... Why we keep seeing military... Milsim-type shooters that make concessions to, you know so many modern player efforts uh like you know comforts hmm. uh and then we still but we still haven't seen anything come close to the sorts of campaigns that um that armor has repeatedly chased uh because armor seems enthusiastic about chasing down these broad uh, massive scoped games uh, and then they implemented something hyper janky but that's yeah. the that's a fault of the engine and that's a fault of the degree of realism that they chase so yeah. if you were to wind back on the degree of realism and put it on a good engine I don't see uh, yeah I don't see why we couldn't have a exceedingly fun armor style experience in Ghost Recon and yet instead what we got was a game that's like The Division but significantly worse yeah. and I say that as someone who hated The Division 2 so like that's not good well it's it's a, yeah it's a game that feels like it's it's a they had this hardcore game in there mm. or, or, or like they had Ghost Recon they had the you know this this game worked out and then we're like how can we make it even more hardcore and, but they also went in another direction of like, how can we also make it more arcadey at the same time? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really strange. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said last week, I, I enjoy playing the game. 
like I had so much fun playing it but at the same time I'm like there's so much weird shit in here that I just do not understand why it is in there so I'm just going to go around and uh, and just play it the way I want to play like I'll just I'll turn on I'll turn guided mode off I'm going to go explore all these bases and work my way through them and and like that stuff is really cool because you you find areas and you're like well what is that that's going on over here and then you go and explore and there's you know there's not a lot in terms of um like variety that's sort of going on it's you you know like i said last week it's a puzzle game where you go through and you clear bases (laughs) you like you find the figure you find the way um that you're supposed to go through and and then on on occasions they'll throw in interesting things that are sort of happening like the world building stuff um but otherwise yeah it's super it's super basic and um yeah it's kind of disappointing that is not good like yeah no um yeah, the AI is not good. The only challenge that you receive is from the the drones, and the drones are pretty badly done, in my opinion. Like the 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 difference in power between um, even like a heavy gunner who yeah. requires two headshots, uh, which is still excessively easy because he gets staggered on the first headshot. Yeah, uh, so, so he's like and you're like and then he has to turn and you're like alright I'm just going to line this one up Uh, check my watch oh yeah I'm just going to calculate the uh, Coriolis effects and wind distance and uh, let me my calculator bang or you know oh I already lined up this headshot once so I'll just fucking tap the fucking button again bang Um, down he goes so they're not challenging. And then you've got the fucking drones, uh, which are like fucking murder machines. Like, uh, also fucky AI. Uh, I was in that, I did the, I did the Walker base at one point and um, my, my drone got seen. Yeah. And so everyone went into alert and then they shot the drone and, uh, everyone was like looking around not the fucking not the robot that was on the scene it just started mortaring me yeah. even though I was 350 meters away from where my drone was seen uh, it just started mortaring me uh, where I was so hmm. uh, yeah that was pretty fucked um, that was lame as fuck it's because the spy yeah. satellites in the sky they know they can see uh, it. that's what it was yeah god damn it anyway yeah bad AI uh, yeah, but it, like feels really good sh- to shoot, like good shooting system. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I said last week. I was surprised by how good the shooting was, considering when we yep. first saw it, it was like this looks not yeah. great, way off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and like, uh, yeah, we I, we said this about Wildlands. Like, I want a battle royale in this engine so bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> so bad yeah. in this engine on this map. Yeah, give it to me. Uh, I, I oh man. The snake in the grass plays you can do in this. Oh, yeah. Holy shit! The like because just the environment the is so awesome. Extra camo, yeah, yeah. They do a really good job. Yeah, and think about like putting some of those tools in there, like the um. Man, I'm I'm obsessed with this wire cutter fence thing, like the blowtorch oh. to cut the fences, like that. That'd be cool. <laughs> just putting like yeah. all these awesome gadgets, like you've got the um. Uh, you've got your gas grenades and your normal grenades and your intel grenades that you can throw that ping people. Like being able to use those things 
in a battle royale or even just like a um i don't know have the drone be like a a, a crate weapon or something that you can use for a certain amount of time i don't know like those those sorts of ideas um are interesting or, or even just um uh like you can look at the pvp the ghost war stuff and sort of get an idea of of like it seems like they had the fundamentals of how to make a battle royale but then they didn't really do it they kind of put those ideas into a, a deathmatch scenario uh which makes me hope that they do have something in the works because i did interview them and ask the developer about that and they said they they didn't say no but they said we're focusing on death you know Pete, ghost war at the moment ghost war yeah yeah um so yeah i absolutely want that even like obviously they'd have to make the map small because the map is stupid big it takes minutes like just to fly across the map and it's a chopper across yeah it takes so far it's so long to try and do that um so yeah like there's so many cool things about there if they were to make (laughs) a third game i don't know what you'd call it but just tone back all the like all the gear stuff or at least make it make it feel like it needs to be in there um but yeah just like go even further into the like the hardcore side of it um and and toy with that that a little bit more so because i think people yeah. would like it um because they're on they're definitely onto something like it feels good and they've got great ideas um and and, and like i said last week that that exploration mode I, like i want that in all of my rpgs like i don't want to be told where the fuck i need to go anymore um, yep. you know, I like the idea of even just being in a team where it's you and I looking at a map and trying to decipher yep. like, all right, it's got these three clues. Where are we supposed to go? And yeah, like, that was really cool. And like figuring out, no, I think it's over here. And you're like, no, no, actually I think it's on this side. And I was like, all right, well let's put beacons down and we'll go over there and we'll see if we can find it. Like, all right, that's yep. cool. As opposed to just fucking pinging it for a location being like, all right, well I think it's over here. Um, yeah, we'll just like I had moments where there was one mission where it wanted me to look for a downed plane and so I knew the rough location of where it was supposed to be but putting it big now so I just got in a helicopter and flew over the top and like looked for a downed plane in like this giant area and you know doing yeah, that sort of right. stuff is, is awesome and then yep. obviously I jumped out of the plane or the helicopter obviously, and just obviously. parachuted because who, who cares obviously um, yeah. so yeah like I don't I don't I still have fun with the game but there's also yeah. like you can still enjoy a game and have fun with it with it still being <laughs> not, a, not a good Trash. game yeah. yeah yeah anyway hopefully they fix it I mean Ubisoft has a good reputation of of um sticking with their guns on the games and, and really trying to you know make them last as a service um obviously the last game did that a lot so we'll see maybe they'll fix a lot of this stuff who knows maybe it gets a really good point anyway maybe um yep see ya next what's up next Apex uh yeah I've been playing a little bit of Apex I'm not sure if you've had a chance to jump in at all I've played yeah yeah Yeah. you checked that new map yeah I'm not wild on it I don't know I don't know if it's just that I don't I I think it's what you were saying last week there's not enough loot yeah so I feel like I'm going into every fucking late game encounter uh if it comes to that right like with sweet fuck all there's not enough it feels like there's enough loot for a fucking single person at any given location right I've done we had so many games where we exited the fucking 
exited a location where we landed on our fucking own and nobody had a fucking helmet. Like, yep. that happened over and over again. Like, that's crazy. Uh, so just to, feel, to yeah. speak to that, I, I, uh, I did see a post on Reddit within the last couple of days saying, like, someone went into details about, like, map size, comparing it to, you know, World's Edge to King's Canyon and, and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, how many zip lines are there? Com- uh, not zip lines, the balloons. Compa- you know, anyway, they oh, went yeah. into details yeah. about, like, comparing it to... Uh, yeah, World's Edge is definitely a lot bigger. Uh, the yep. supply bins are apparently exactly the same amount of number. Right, yeah, that's So that's where they out. fucked up. And I said this when I played it during the, the preview. I was like, feels like there's not enough loot. Um, yep. And I still feel that way. But, um, yeah, different... At the same time, like, there's different types of fights they kind of want you to go for. I still enjoy the map. I like playing it. Um, just need more loot. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it, right? Like, it it feels bad to play on for me because I feel like loot phase in a battle royale is important right like it is important um it is a key like element of the motivation for playing people fucking you play if I play with the third person crew I can barely in PUBG I can barely convince those cunts to stop fucking looting they love looting they love it right (laughs) they will loot literally to their own detriment and yeah me, I won't. I will give up on a spot as soon as my internal fucking register tells me we need to fucking leave. I will fucking sit in a car, honking the horn, telling them we need to fucking go. I have, a, I feel a good fucking measure of that shit. It hasn't been super successful on fucking uh, World's Edge yet because hmm. I like. It feels like it's the same size, uh, like intuitively feels immediately like when you look at it from a but yeah to look at it feels like the same size but it is bigger so my measure of how far we have to go before we get into the fucking circle is off yeah um but yeah like nevertheless uh yeah like it just um I, i just don't like feeling underwhelming like a level of fucking ability like I feel like I'm under equipped hmm. for a, a late game fight and I'll do my I'll do my best but I'm wearing a fucking white fucking jumper and I'm rocking <laughs> like a fucking alternator like an alternator and a fucking shotgun like it's just and I've got, yeah and I've got fucking 40 bullets from my alternator or some shit like yeah. it just feels like shit man like you've absolutely and I understand the battle where I was supposed to be about making do with what you've got but I don't come up against people in fucking white armor and shit like I don't come up, up against people other people who've looted two inta- like major fucking sections on their yeah. fucking own who and are have wearing fucking beach. white armor yeah like <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking weird man like I just don't understand what's going on I know yeah everyone gets loot fucked and whatnot, but Christ I just yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do better uh I can't outplay getting loot fucked um and yeah it just feels like that is happening way too much so I've bailed on it for now Mm. Uh, I will come back in for the Halloween event which we'll talk about later but yeah for now until they fix the fucking loot situation I've got no interest in playing it right um yeah so I've been playing a bit of ranked I had a game yesterday which was really good um where we we got into 
there was only a couple of teams left and we ended up in a fight with, man, it must have been about two or three other teams. Um, two of my guys went down. I, uh, I managed to fight off like two of the teams, but there was one team still left and, and I was struggling to do anything. Um, and so I just kind of smoked my way out of there. I was Bangalore and, nice. um, um, yeah. And, and then just like ran, I was like, I need to bail from this fight. I don't think I can win. And so I eventually got into one of the last circles and there was three teams left. And, um, these two guys are still watching me cause they, you know, they want to see how the, the, it's ranked that I want to bail. Yeah. And so, yeah, the two teams are fighting each other outside in this industrial area and I'm not shooting at, at all. And I'm kind of, kind of just waiting for them to like one team to drop. And eventually like, um, you know, one guy goes down, a second guy goes down and they start dropping and then it's the one team left. And I'm, I eventually climb on the top of this roof and I'm shooting at this wraith and then she goes, uh, she phases and then ends up running like past me somewhere and like underneath into the, um, into the building I'm like standing on it's like a giant warehouse thing and then so I yep. jump down I um, I go into the warehouse and then she leaves and then she's on top she's now like on top of this warehouse and the circle is coming in and it gets to the point where the front doors are basically um, like blocked off at this stage like you can't go outside the zone without getting hurt and so the entire circle is basically on top of this warehouse thing now. And it's got, it's got like windows so you can see outside. And she's like just standing on the window and I'm just like squatting the entire time. Uh, and then she's doing the same thing. We must have stood there for like four minutes. It was just two people left. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was two people left. Uh, but I could only hear her. Yeah. I'm like... I, I am in a lot of trouble here because it's a wraith and I'm not going to win against a wraith. I had a level three, I had a gold shield, which means oh, yeah. I can, I can hold heal. I can heal quicker, yep. but she's also a wraith. And so what, what race can do is they can, um, they can put their portals down and basically just go between them and they're not going to take damage because they're phasing, um, through the portals. And so I'll be taking tick, tick damage and then I can try and out heal that, but she's probably gonna win and so i'm like i'm fucked like i don't know what to do here um and the guys are messaging me on the chat and they're like you you might just have to out heal her and i'm like i don't think i can and so i chuck down and it's like the zone starts coming in so i chuck down my my alt and she's on the roof and the alt starts (laughs) going off um and what i do is i run outside the zone and I am chunking so hard. I climb the roof and I just get in. And then I yeah. immediately pop a, a med kit and it heals yeah. me pretty quickly. And I jump up and she fucking shits herself because she doesn't know I'm there. And like, we just start battling and I fucking, she's got a gold shield as well. And I'm like, oh my oh. God, what are the chances? <laughs> um, but yeah, I killed her. And so we end up winning that match. <laughs> the guys are chatting. Nice. They're like, the fucking plays, man. <laughs> like, they couldn't believe I went and, and did that. Yeah, it was a really that cool fight. Um, That's rad. Yeah, so I'm still having a lot of fun. I, I think we got... Because I, I got six or seven kills in that match. Um, I think as a team, we got like 12 or something. So, yeah, I got, I got like nearly two levels or close to a level and a bit in my ranks. But I'm, I'm still having fun playing and jumping in there and just 
playing with random people. Obviously, I, it's a bit hard to play with you guys, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm still digging it. They they've started the new um, the vaults are now open on the map as of today. Oh yeah, uh, and right, so these yeah. are the ones with um, there's actually three vaults on the map. I only thought there was oh, one. Okay. I only found one during the preview, and yeah, while I was playing other. Or- Sorry? Was it in the mines? Because that's the only one I found. Right, so the one that I found during the preview was in the, um, like, the hot springs area. It's oh, like okay. a cave north of that. Uh, right. And then when I was playing the other day, I was running through another cave, and I was like, oh, all right, there's more than one. And it turns out there's three. And so what's happening now is the cargo bots that fly around the map, you can destroy them, and they've got a rare chance of dropping a, a key. And you can pick up the key and go mm-hmm. to one of these rooms and open them up. It takes a couple of seconds to open it, but once you get in there, it's got um, a lot of high-level gear. So there's about right. 10 items in there, ranging from like purple shields and gold shields and helmets and whatnot. So yeah, interesting way yeah. to sort of change up what's going on in that, that map. True. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm still still having fun. I've I've, I've got a, um, a battle pass still from, I guess, just grinding out points through last season it seems like yep. I'll probably get another battle pass out of it um, for next season by the way I'm going you so. get a battle pass for Origin I think you got Origin Premium or whatever the fuck no I don't pay for that anymore oh, right now I got, I got 12 months <clears throat> right That's instead of giving me a fucking code for Anthem they gave me 12 months of Origin access <laughs> which was I will take that trade uh, <laughs> yep <laughs> um yeah, but um, yeah. So right. I gotta pass out of that. But yeah. Speaking of origins, well, what is this? <laughs> oh, uh-huh. So I, I went went to um, went to a presentation yesterday um, with HyperX, uh, which they make keyboards and mice and headsets and all kinds of shit. And um, yeah, they were. Sh- they were they're basically releasing their new line of stuff mm. um, in November this year uh, for Australia at least and so um, yeah they were show, showing off you know they've got a new they've got a headset that has fucking head tracking in it which is pretty fucking cool um, I haven't got it but uh, I'm I'm very keen to get my hands on what do you use that for leaning you can use it to lean. You can use it for like it's it's multifaceted. It's multi-use. So you can use it to lean. You can use it to like the demonstration they had was he nodded and he and the player reloaded, which like you'd have to be a fucking pod person to use it for that. But um, <laughs> why are you looking at the ground to right? Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was also like leaning way tilting his head, which is that's pretty slick. That's pretty cool. Uh, I like that, but the other thing they're doing is uh, the other thing they do is head tracking for 3D audio. So if you turn your head right, uh, the audio will move to the front of your like um, fucking soundscape, I guess, um, which is not something that is very common. Um, and they're touting like six degrees uh, 3D, which is up and down as well, all that kind of shit. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they're, they're turning all that kind of stuff. They're going well deep on that, uh, which is is pretty cool. But I didn't get that headset. Uh, the other thing they showed off was their new mouse uh, and uh, new keyboard. So the, the mouse is the 
pulse via Dart, and the keyboard is the Alloy Origins, and uh, mouse goes up to some fucking crazy in terms of fucking DPI. Uh, yeah, me, but you only you need six hundred, so it's fine. That's what it is. It, <laughs> that's all I need, baby. Goes up to sixteen thousand DPI, uh, and I if I set it to that, I literally can't control the fucking mouse. Yeah. Uh, it just fucking spins, pings from one side of like my left monitor over to my right monitor without me being able to fucking do shit. Um, it takes like it took me fucking ages to undo, unfuck that. <laughs> yeah, this is how you. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's you know that's pretty cool. I, I don't care too much uh, about that kind of stuff. It's got the correct amount of fucking buttons for me um i'm coming from the g903 logitech uh which had a wider mouse wheel but um had like traded that for fucking smaller buttons um like smaller mouse mice buttons this one has slightly larger mouse lmb and rmb doesn't have the fucking right hand side so it doesn't have mouse five or six which the uh g903 had so it had, uh, you know, mouse three, mouse four, mouse, and the G903 has mouse five and mouse six, so buttons on the right. Okay. So uh, you can use your ring finger to, to press buttons as well. I feel like I'd be pressing that button all the time. I definitely, I had, I remember, I distinctly remember having a, um, I was playing fucking... Was that fucking that game where I murdered children? Uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher or yeah, Crunker, Crunky, Crunkery. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, the Counter Strike. Uh, yeah, but it was in a because it was in a fucking browser. Uh, every time I like grip, um, one of the I had mouse six, I think, bound to back button. Yeah, and I'd back out of the fucking game. It was driving me fucking nuts. I had to turn the buttons off. So um, not that. Not that sad that I'm missing those buttons anymore, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, so... Turns out I only need fucking... What, mouse 1, mouse 2, mouse 3, mouse 4, mouse 5. That's all I need, essentially. Uh, which is fine. Um, yeah, it's good. It's light. Uh, it's not super light. It's not one of those ones with holes in it. Um, it does wireless charging. Like, with a fucking... Like, with a mouse mat that has a charger in yeah. it yeah yeah uh, but I, I'm gonna leave it plugged in because I've never I, I just don't care about fucking wireless mice I just don't move my fucking hand that much yeah um, and yeah so it's, it seems like a good mouse I've only played like used it for a day um, but so far it's it's been pretty good I like it um, the uh, other thing is a keyboard the Alloy Alloy Origins they're boasting all kinds of stuff um like one of the lowest depressions or whatever the fuck it is like I don't really know too much about fucking mechanical keyboards but does it sound less clicky that's super loud no I don't know it sounds less we'd have to play something else yeah that sounds uh, less it's definitely less it's definitely less uh, than my old clackety clacker oh yeah but, um, I could never hear anything 
Yeah, uh, people can still hear this thing, but uh, yeah, like in yeah, PUBG, it's, it's all not I could, as loud. Like you'd, we'd play the game, what is louder, the red zone or Job's keyboard? It was very hard, <laughs> very hard to distinguish the two. Fuck off. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's still still a bit of clackety clacks, um, but not as nowhere near as bad, which is good. Um, my main problem is that the keys are slightly narrower. And the keys are my old. I was I was all Logitech before. I yep. had a Logitech keyboard and Logitech uh, mouse. Um, so now that I've switched, uh, yeah, it's slightly off. Yep. And so I uh, everything I wrote yesterday when I switched keyboards was typo fucking city. Yeah. It was just fucking typos all over the place because I'm like fucking. <laughs> Enhance, enhance, but instead of enhance, it's like enhance. Then, yeah, nobody can fucking understand me. Doesn't make any sense. Your mouse is going uh, everywhere. You can't do anything. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it was it was a nightmare. But uh, yeah, now I'm used to it. It's uh, it's working really well. Um, nice. I'm a big fan of it. Like, it just seems shit. Does does what it needs to. It doesn't do anything fancy, yeah. Uh, but it does what it needs to, which is really what matters ultimately. Did they mention when um, they're sending me one? They didn't. They oh, didn't say anything. Interesting. Right? Yeah, it didn't come up. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I I think I'm gonna continue to hammer down on on what a good keyboard and mouse is because I've got. I think it's a very interesting facet of my game I'm so used to I'm pretty fucking uh, like pretty steadfast on the idea of playing on whatever is available uh, because often when we go to preview sessions you just have to play on whatever yeah. fucking usually it's like a Microsoft $3 mouse and you're like alright yeah. well, this is what we're doing I guess yep yep cool 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 um, yeah so I'm pretty fucking firm on that but uh, I do enjoy the idea of some easy way to level up my fucking game because fuck I need it I need every fucking advantage I can get man I'm getting so much worse at being able to I can't switch between games anymore I can't switch from fucking PUBG back to Apex and back to PUBG again I can't fucking do it it takes me forever to fucking get used to another fucking shooting system in another fucking game and stuff I'm just I'm clearly getting old and it's depressing yeah. I haven't played any PUBG over here yet oh you gotta check it out you'll yeah. see how it goes we need to know. The world needs to know. Yeah. Um, so speaking of PUBG, it is on the list. It is. What's going on? I've been on? playing quite a bit of it. Um, finally got some cheeky D's again. Oh, I can feel it again. I can feel the, feel the sneeze coming on. No. Um, all right, I'm back. Um, yeah, finally got some cheeky D's again. I feel like it's been forever since I got a cheeky D, but uh, I realize like, part of it is, like I was saying... I can't switch systems anymore. I'm finding it exceedingly difficult to switch systems. And so uh, I've found it really hard to win my fucking 50-50s. And it's so critical to win a fucking 50-50. But over the long weekend, I played a bunch of it and I'm clearly fucking back, baby, because I was winning 50-50s all over the place. So I had a bunch of really good games um, where I felt like, yeah, we're just fucking hammering. Also, a big part of that is... uh, I don't know what it is, eh? I feel like because I went away for so long and because I've been so unsure of, you know, the new map, Vikendi, and 
uh, how to parachute and how things work in the game and stuff like that. I feel like nobody was listening to me anymore. And uh, when, when we listen to me, we win fucking games, okay? That's what happens. When we listen to Job, we win fucking games. And when we don't <laughs> listen to Job, we don't win fucking games. So now that we're all listening to Job again, we're starting to win some fucking chickadees, mm. which is all that matters. Uh, but yeah, I had some really good games. Uh, I had a... I, um, I chucked a video up, uh, or just a link to a Twitch stream uh, of uh, getting fucking ganked by, uh, <laughs> by fucking McClutch and, and Linksy and shit. Some pros. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, they fucking boomed us pretty good, which was, uh, rough. Couldn't, like, not much we could do about that one. We just got fucking rickety wrecked. Uh, yeah. Um, that was fun, but I, I prefer games. Like, you can hear Linksy's like, oh, it's fucking Joby! Uh... I, if I'd known that the person I was attempting to peek was Linksy, I wouldn't have fucking pinked it, peeked him. You know, like yeah, that's you know that's not fair. I need pe- I fucking need like, nameplates. Yeah, like if, if LeBron was like, running at you, you're not like I'm going to try and block this dude. Time for the block. Whereas if you're blindfolded and you just hear someone stomping at you, you're like I might try and block this person. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was that was the mistake I made. Uh, yeah, I'm like the no respect peek. I will not respect pe- people over and over again. Uh, unless I see fucking Zoymate getting kills and I'm like, that. I saw them get the down. They've got to be pretty close. I'm not going to start peeking anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cleb and Drew, they'll fucking peek anyone every day of the week. They'll fucking peek. They, I think they only peek. I think yeah. their default position is peeking. Yeah. Like, Isn't that really what Heat's re- button is? It's E, just constantly. That's his forward button. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Those dudes peak for days. Um, they'll, yeah. they'll, and they then they're speak. surprised when they get headshot. Like, oh, they're like, why did I get? Oh my lord! Oh, I'm down. Oh. How did that happen? I don't understand. Yeah. Oh my uh, god! Button. Oh, it's E. I'm pressing. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't have, would have, would not have peaked them. I'm telling you. But uh, no, had uh, had a bunch of games. Um, we were playing. It was it was a Kleb, uh, Racy, Heath, and me. And uh, we jumped in. We were on Vikendi, and uh, had a ripper of a game. A ripper of a game where we came into the fucking coming into the final circle. Uh, we had collectively done zero damage as a team. Uh, I was in full level three. Vest, helmet, and backpack. Uh, I believe Cleb was in vest and helmet level three. Uh, Racy was in vest, helmet, backpack, and a white ghillie. And uh, Heath was there as well. And uh, But no, we were fucking geared out of the fucking wazoo. Like, we had the best gear I've ever gotten in a fucking game of PUBG in my entire life and we did not see a single fucking person we could hear people we didn't see anyone and uh yeah we wound up just fucking like looping them and uh wrapped them up like let the last team fight it out uh we knew exactly where they were waited 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 they got the win finished them off easy peasy chicken dinner 
uh, straight in. And then uh, next game was on Sandhawk. So I made us jump uh, docks from the get-go, um, which is the hottest drop of all. And we got wiped pretty quickly because we landed late. And, uh, and then, so after... Oh, was that docks or... Well, it was like this... The hottest of fucking drops. It might have been fucking base camp instead, like the middle base. Mm. Just a really dumb. I just hate Sandhawk. Honestly, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. I I don't want to play it. Like unless we're hot dropping, I like it for hot dropping basically, but I I don't want to play it for regular because I hate it. Uh, so yeah, if we're if we're having a good run, and uh, so we switched to hot dropping because uh, Liam. Swapped in for Kleb. Um, our LJM swapped in for Kleb. And so I uh, we just wanted to, you know, get his eye in or whatever. Hot drop. So I stayed on Sandhawk, did the hot drop. Uh, died immediately. Queued again. Onto Vikendi. We won this game. Uh, like fucking ballers. It was not. It was not the fucking zero damage run of the previous round uh we went fucking huge race mm. got a fucking sick kill um there was like i think there was two teams left uh sorry three teams left uh and me and racey versus two versus one and uh race got a kill <clears throat> racey got downed uh, i pushed onto racey they were going for the finish i got to kill on them there was one left. I got Racey back up and we immediately split mm. as far as we could across the width of the circle. And then I see the last dude and he's standing in the middle of fucking open. And uh, Liam's like, oh, I thought this must have happened. Uh, I saw a notification come up. I think this dude... And then I get the kill and he's like, yeah, that dude got banned. And the dude got banned mid-game for cheating mm. and just got removed. Like, But the player model was still in the game. Right. Uh, so he was just sort of standing there, but because he'd been banned for hacking, and uh, so I, I clipped it, chucked it up on Twitter, and a bunch of people were saying, yeah, that's like they'd never seen it before, but people are getting actually getting banned mid game for cheating now, hmm. um, which is awesome, I think. Like, yeah, fuck him. You could, I, I had my strong suspicions that he was cheating beforehand because you, if you, I watched the kill feed yeah, and uh, I saw his name come up about a fucking dozen times. Uh, so he was definitely banging. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, he got fucking removed for the hacking, <clears throat> uh, mm -hmm. which is sick. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm so stoked to see that. And obviously it was the easiest chicken dinner of my life. I don't know if you saw the clip on Twitter. I put it up on Twitter. But uh, oh. if... If he'd still been alive, we would have lost that game, I guarantee it, because holy shit, my shooting was terrible. I must have fucking emptied fucking 15 bullets his way, and I think three of them hit him. And then <laughs> and I'm he like, wasn't even oh. moving. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, hey, God, he's not moving. And then I pull out my fucking sniper rifle and line up his head and finish him off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, luckily. Like, I, I don't know if I could have put it on fucking Twitter if I'd missed. Uh, I, it was embarrassing enough putting it up as it was. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was an easy one. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, mm -hmm. had a really good one, uh, with the third person crew. 
uh, where, like, just the most surreal game I've ever been in. Like, Vikendi again. I'm really getting a feel for Vikendi. Uh, like, really starting to like it. Um, it's, it's a bit... Like, there's a lot of space between cover in that map. Yeah. Uh, so I get why people don't like it, and I'm still not 100% on how fucking sound travels in that map, but... Uh, apart from that, like, yeah. I, like, I've had a lot of success on it. We had this one where we got into this fucking building. Uh, like, we landed... Uh, I think it's called Milner. Uh, but we, we were landing there, and, like, two other teams landed, and they fucking beat us in hmm. uh, to land at, at Milner. And uh, fucking... So we dropped short and uh, landed at, like, the warehouses instead. And we looted up, moved around as best we could. Uh, it was the third-person crew plus, like, an extra rando. And the rando fucking landed in Milner itself. And so we had to cover him while he extracted himself because he extracted himself under fucking heavy fire. We managed to get him, get him out, and we gave him fucking gear, and we, like, geared him up, and he was, like super grateful he was a decent dude the other other the third person crew turned with voice like in-game voice chat off so they can't hear anyone but uh which i think is, is a huge mistake because even like even if it's not to hear randos you can yeah. still hear other teams talking sometimes yeah um <clears throat> so uh anyway so they couldn't hear him but he was very grateful and uh yeah we kept moving around and uh, the circle just kept fucking... The circle literally ended on the warehouses that I landed at at the start. Like, literally where I started the game. Hmm. Um, that's not where we were by the end of it, though. We were over in this fucking house nearby. Uh, like, this little cluster of houses. We're utterly surrounded at this point. There's still, like, fucking 40 people left. And the circle is quite small. And it's just, like, the fucking weirdest shit. Uh, I get fucking like ripped up to a bee's dick of health and uh just managed to get uh, into cover i have literally no idea where the fuck this damage came from i can't work it out at all uh we're playing in first person just to clarify uh we only like the third person i still call them a third person crew but they're exclusively first person now which is awesome <laughs> um and uh yeah i've got no idea where we got fucking ripped up from and uh i just sort of get in cover i'm telling the guys to, to come help me out hmm. uh, they work it out he's in the building next to us and it's a two story but it's on a level that is an entire like story higher than like um, it might be like a story uh, like a story and a half taller sure. than than our house so he was literally just looking down and he just fucking vected me 90% to death like ripped me the fuck up and then uh, so we engaged in probably one of the longest fucking ongoing battles I've ever been in. It involved fucking uh, Trigger getting like... Trigger got down like three times. Uh, the Rando got down twice. Um, on the other side, we downed him. We must have downed him like fucking a dozen times. Everyone was out of grenades by the end of this fucking... This little tete-a-tete. Mm. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, like, it was just out of control. Trig managed, like, we got him back up, and uh, Trig managed to down the dude in the, in the building above us again. And I'm like, fuck this. So I just fucking balled in and, like, 
rushed it down. And while I'm rushing it down, these two fucking BDRMs drive up. Two of them. And they're fucking, like, Mad Max, like, smashing into each other the whole fucking way. <laughs> and, like, they're just driving up, like, just near me. And I'm like, don't have any time to worry about that. I start, like, I'm copping fucking sniper fire from, like back the way we came and like down this way and there's fucking bullets pinging all over the place these two fucking tanks smashing into each other and I fucking leap over this fucking fence and into the fucking into the fucking room and there's like this dude and he's just like helping his mate up and he's like yeah. you can see his like entire thing just turn and he's he's hasn't stopped the fucking thing uh, hasn't stopped the fucking revive and so I'm just like fuck it <laughs> empty into him uh, we get the finish on the other guy. There's another dude upstairs. I fucking do him. One of the guys jumps outside. Gets, I think, Rando. Uh, yeah, Rando goes down. Uh, so I go get him. Uh, Trig runs up. Uh, sorry, I, don't, I, I go get the guy who got him. Trig runs up to help him. Another team arrives. Uh, the dudes in the fucking uh, BDRMs crash around the other side of the fucking building from us. So they, like, crash into the building next to us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they get out, and there's gunfire. Like, two fucking entire teams are just emptying into each other from fucking four meters away in the house next door. Uh, this other team runs up to try and fucking, like, third-party us. Uh, they manage to get Trig while he's reviving the other dude. Uh I wipe all those cunts out. I wipe them all out. It's fucking easy peasy, right? Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just like fucking Rambo up in this shit. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ripping them up. And then fucking, uh, the other two teams wiped each other. I don't know what happened. I honestly don't know how they all wound up dead, but the house next door, which is a one story with a bathroom, like it's the smallest fucking house. And you walk into that house and there are bodies everywhere. Like, fucking everywhere. There's easily more than eight bodies in this fucking house. Like, there must have been another team or something. I don't fucking know. But there's nobody there. Because me <laughs> me and Krim, like, for, fucking walk in. And we're, like, fucking terrified. We're certain there's someone here, right? Nobody. There's two fucking BDRMs parked outside. They're, they're not harmed. They're, like, perfect. They're unbelievably fine and there's yeah a fucking massacre inside and like I yeah I just don't know I just don't know what happened in there and then uh, we sort of like gear up we waited out head into the circle mm. get inside this barn and uh, there's a dude sitting in the fucking rafters and he lights <clears throat> us up when we walk in and I didn't get away from that one. But uh, <laughs> we ripped shit up in that game. It was fucking the weirdest thing I'd ever experienced. Because it was like... Those three houses in particular... Were... The fucking... The fucking Ark of the Covenant or something. Like you... Just everyone... They didn't know why... But they needed one of those fucking houses... And everyone was going to kill each other over it. Because yeah, that fucking fight went on for fucking... Yonks, yeah. and uh, yeah, in the end, it was just absolute chaos. And then, yeah, we died extremely uh, pathetically to a dude hiding in some rafters. And the worst thing was, I was beelining to go climb up in the rafters myself. So 
I don't know why I didn't check. I don't know why I didn't have a look in the fucking rafters. But I didn't. Oh, what are you going to do? Good times. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yep. I have to jump in. I have to check it out. See what's going on. Yep. Yeah. Do it. Um, What else we got? Um, After party. Yeah, after party. Um, So I got a chance to check this out in San Francisco. Um... So, After Party is sort of like a follow-up to Oxenfree, which is a game released in 2016 um, by an independent studio called Night School Studio. And um, we talked about it, or I talked about it many, many years ago. It is, uh, well, it was a graphical adventure game where you controlled um, a group of characters that were going onto this island to, um, to have a party, basically. A bunch of weird shit happens. It's a like a 80s inspired supernatural thriller horror sort of themes that are going on there. And um, a huge emphasis on dialogue and conversations with the characters. Um, the way it was sort of put was it was kind of like a walking simulator, but in like a graphical adventure sort of style. Um, there's no combat or fighting or anything like that. You were kind of given a bunch of options that you can use as your conversations and that's kind of how you advance the story um there's a couple of little puzzle elements in the game but otherwise it's pretty pretty simplistic and and um yeah it was a really good game a lot of people really liked it i enjoyed it had a couple of faults but otherwise it uh yeah seemed to tickles people's fancy um so i had a chance to go check out their follow-up it's called after party um it's uh, it's a very similar vein in terms of that previous game, Oxenfree, where you are playing as two characters called Milo and Lola, and they have found themselves uh, basically dead, and uh, they are in hell. <laughs> uh, so they've they've realised there is an afterlife. They're not in the place that they thought they would be, and um, and so after meeting a bunch of really colorful characters, they discover that there is a way out of there and the way out of hell is to basically out party the devil. Um, so the game is really surrounded by this whole like drinking alcohol. And, um, what that does is, is it changes your conversation choices. So much like Oxenfree, the game, the game is surrounded in, uh, communicating with characters and talking to people and sort of discovering this world and um they sort of throw these like puzzle elements into the game for you to kind of solve and the way you can sort of solve these is by using drinks alcoholic drinks and these alcoholic drinks change up your conversation options so for instance you might be at a bar and they'll give you like an option of four to five different drinks to choose from and one of them might be uh, like flirtatious and the other one is like liquid courage uh, and the other one will be prison bully um, and sort of like yeah there's all these different varieties in there and so you grab the drink and you can walk around and drink it and as you're talking to other characters it will give you options based on the type of drink that you've decided to consume um, and so for instance one of the very first areas you get into you are trying to get upstairs at this bar, but there is a bouncer in the way and he's not letting people in. Um, to I think it was Tommy's party, the character's called. And uh, you've got to try and figure out how you can get up to that party 
by avoiding the bouncer and you, you can kind of talk to him and he won't let you he won't let you in there and so you go back to the bar and you can buy yourself a drink and then you can start interacting with people in the bar and and uh the way i managed to get through this particular scenario was i went up to a group of people that were talking using the um i think it was the bully the bully drink and i made them um i got in a conversation with them and encouraged them to get in a fight with each other and that caused the bouncer to then leave his post and then uh, throw these two guys out and off he went. Um, but I was talking to the developer after that, uh, the studio director, and he was saying, yeah, there's multiple ways that you can actually approach that. You could uh, go talk to somebody else and have a game of beer pong and try and like win your way to get up there and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's not like the solution to get there. There's multiple ways that you can kind of work your way through the story. And the way they kind of put it was that they don't want people to feel like there's a hard fail in the game or there aren't any hard fails. There's sort of different ways or roadblocks that you can kind of get through certain scenarios. And that's their gameplay mechanic. It's not, um, you know, it's not anything too overly complicated, but that's sort of how they've taken Oxen Free and then evolved that formula by having you, all right, you can take drinks and you can get drunk and that changes your conversations and the way you interact with characters now um art style is really nice it's a huge step up compared to oxen free sort of like this mix between a 2d and 3d art style um with light lots of bright neon colors and uh and um like hard reds and that sort of thing oxen free was very um like neutral sort of greens and blues like really light colors and occasionally as you got towards the end it started to get a bit a bit more throw some reds and whatnot in there but for the most part very simplistic whereas this is lots of detailed um there's a lot going on a lot of interesting characters you can look at and the world is very interesting to sort of explore um and it's like a I guess the way you explore it is is like a side scroller or like um, like different scenes you can go to, and uh, the way they put it is it's kind of like a pub crawl. You're going into these different pubs and and exploring them, uh, as the way he told me was like they see it as little hitman levels, but not as deep as like a hitman level. But they kind of put you in an area and you've got to try and figure out like how do you get past this certain scenario to further the story. Um, so yeah, that stuff is really cool. The opening uh, 10 minutes of this game are outstanding. It's so freaking cool. And I don't know why they showed it to us. They shouldn't have showed us this at all. Um, because they let us capture the, the gameplay. And it's up right. online now. Uh, and I don't know why it's there. Because I think it's such a good setup. Like it's a really cool reveal the way they kind of do the opening of it. And I feel like they yeah. didn't need to show us that. They could have dropped uh-huh. us in after that bit. And been like, play from here. Um, yeah, that that's not in particular to this specific event. They revealed the start of this game from as far as I can tell back at E3 or maybe before that, because I saw some gameplay footage back then, and they were showing off that section of the game as well. Uh, and I think it's uh, I, I'm curious to know why they they're showing this part of it, because I think the start of that game is really cool. It's it's uh, a really interesting and awesome way to sort of introduce you to this world. Um, yeah, uh, so like all the characters, as I said, the conversation is a huge part of it. It's really well voice acted. The writing is really good. Um, so if you're familiar with Oxenfree, it's very much in that style. 
it's got some um, you know, some notable names that, that people will recognize as, as voice casts in, the, in these games. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot going on there. The, um, just the, who, sh- sorry? Who, who will you recognize? Um, there are, let me try and think. Um, the, I think it was the lady that was in Star Wars, last Star Wars one. Uh, I can't remember what her name was. Um, Ray. No, no, no. Like the Star Wars video game. Oh. I don't know. They like took her likeness as well. Right. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, Gianna Gavinkar. She was in Star Wars Battlefront 2. She's been in True Blood. Um, Ashley Birch is one of the characters. The main, the main character from Star, Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront 2. You know, the, the lady, character. the lady, um, I never played the actual campaign, so I don't know what character she played, but she was, she was like oh. part of the empire. And I think she turns at some stage, like spoiler twist, but that's where the it's Shiva, went. the Shiva from the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ashley Birch yeah. is in there. So she's obviously from, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Borderlands. Borderlands. Uh, she's, she does Tiny Tina and Borderlands or Tina. Um, yeah, there, there's some really really good good voice cast in there so and it's yeah really well acted so I, I enjoy that part and, and obviously the writing is spectacular um it's whereas Oxenfree was this sort of supernatural thriller this is leaning heavily into comedy um and they they talked about some of the inspirations of this being um shows like Rick and Morty The Simpsons Futurama um and then the sort of ideas of this adventure span from stuff like Bill and Ted's Excellent, Excellent Adventure, um, Edgar Wright's The World's Ends, like the pub crawl stuff. So really big inspiration uh, in terms of sort of those comedic uh, films. And uh, yeah, you can, it, it's like a huge genre shift compared to their last game, but you can see like the connections between the two games. Like you can immediately um, look at this game look at the dialogue and the way the dialogue works in it and the, the speech bubbles about players' heads and then look at Oxenfree and be like, oh yeah, okay, same studio. I get that. Um, so yeah, it, it, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I only played about an hour or so, which is what they showed us. Um, Sean, the studio director I talked to, he said that it's probably going to take people about eight, eight hours to finish, um, cool. but there's a lot of replayability to it. And so, for instance, um, you have to out-party the devil you've got to out drink him that's kind of your task and you know at one stage you've got to try and get into satan's party and you're trying to find out how do you can get there and there's multiple ways you can actually get into this party and it kind of gives you objectives that you can go out and do and um and uh like a little world map of the area and you can pick which location you want to go to and certain areas will have these objectives and you don't necessarily have to go do all three. You can just do one of them and that'll kind of lock out the other two and move you on to the next bit of the story. So in theory, you could go back in another playthrough and see kind of what those, um, you know, where that can kind of take you. And then also on top of that, try different drinks and sort of see how the conversations change up or like 
how you can um, solve those areas. So yeah, there's a lot going on. It starts off, they said it starts off really basic in terms of like the drinks you can buy. They treat them sort of like Harry Potter potions um, where, you know, like I said, the flirtatious and the, um, the liquid courage and the prison bully upwards of like, you can talk like a parrot by the end of the game and things like that. So uh, yeah, there's, there's a variety of different drinks in the game. It seems like... From what I've played, if you liked Oxen Free, you're probably going to like this. If you enjoy the type of humor they're going for, um, but otherwise, everything I saw from it was really good. So I'm digging it. I, I, I talked to them about um, one of my biggest criticisms about Oxen Free was that the entire game revolves around conversations and dialogue, and uh, at a lot of points in that game, you would get to the end of a screen, so a level. And uh, your conversations were still going on with characters. And so if you decided to go to the next screen, it would cut off that conversation and you'd lose whatever was going on in that scene or you wouldn't be able to talk about that anymore. And so you often found yourself kind of just standing there waiting for conversations to finish. Um, and I talked to them about like if they are addressing that or if they could speak particular to that. And they said, yeah, that was a, a big issue that they, or, you know, that they learnt about that game and they've now timed like a lot of the conversations but also because a lot of these locations are now also contained areas um that means that you won't as easily be able to leave off a screen like those conversations will keep going and when you need to actually leave you'll know like it's time to go and uh you should hopefully be done with all that uh dialogue by then so yeah right. it seems like they've learnt a lot um Speaking of Oxenfree, you said I shouldn't play it because I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. Would I enjoy this one? Maybe because of the humor. But at right. the end of the day, like, it's not a... It's like it's a story-based game. There's no combat. There's maybe some minor puzzly stuff, but otherwise, it's it, you're playing it for the story. Right. Um, if you think... And I hate story. You, you do, yeah, like, like I was going to say, if you think that... Uh, trying to outdrink the devil would be an interesting story then yeah sure go for it um yeah right I another w- question uh were there drinks in this preview session or what there were but i went to a 10 o'clock drink uh drinking session <laughs> drinking session yeah. <laughs> yes so they had they had drinks i can talk about it now because the embargo's up yeah so they had drinks there i don't know if they were alcoholic drinks but they are um you can check out the developer's twitter page if you want to but they had like um some drinks and they had like eyeballs in them um oh yeah very themed drinks so right yes they were definitely there the session i was in had like four people um oh, the, yeah. the late i tried to get a later session and they were completely booked out there was a lot of um a lot of things going on i, pl- I played it on uh, xbox they were set up on um xbox controllers and whatnot seemed to work oh, yeah. pretty well um yeah, man. I like. I really enjoyed it a lot. Cool. I, I think it's going to be my jam. Like, I don't know if it's your jam. I would probably suggest. Like, it's hard to say. Like, I think the maybe go if you want to go watch the opening ten minutes. Right. I think the opening ten minutes are really cool. Sort of the way they lay out that world and um, what they do. If you think that seems interesting, then yeah, maybe check out the full game. But mm-hmm. otherwise, um, I'm keen. I'm keen to play it. It comes out the end of this month so in about three weeks and it'll be available wow. on uh, Game Pass as well oh cool so you Sweet. won't have to buy it <laughs> tight yeah nice 
John Wick Hex. John Wick Hex. How much uh, of this have you played? Couple hours. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I've I, I've gotten past the foot. I went back and played a bit more today. Yeah. Um. I got past the first area. Oh yeah, I'm past that. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm past there. I'm up to the mini boss at the next level, and it's. I just find it too frustrating to continue. Um, yeah, this is a like classic case of fantastic idea and poor execution. Um, because I love I love building out the John Wick world, the John Wick mythos. I love the idea of that. Um, it is so it's such a comic book world. Mm. And so the style that they approach it with in this, which is that sort of reminds me very much of you remember thirteen that fucking yeah, cell shaded shooter. sort of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do that here, and they use frames to um, to well frame uh, things, and yeah, they, I think they do a really good job of um, of link like grounding the Jean Wick universe in that in its comic book themes. And so, as a result, I think it, it works really well uh, in that system. And you've got, um, obviously, Ian McShane and... Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. The dude from The Wire. Lance Riddick. Lance, Lance Riddick. Uh, Lance Reddick. Um, doing their voices and, you know, talking you through it. Keanu's not in it, but it doesn't really matter because he doesn't talk. Uh, <laughs> Convenient. They've, yeah, they've sort of worked their way around that, which is fine, uh, in my opinion. Um, the dude playing Hex, I swear I recognise the voice, but I can't pick it's it. Troy Baker. It, that's, yep, yep, that's definitely it. Um, but yeah, they've got, um, yeah, they've got really like really good storytelling and all that kind of stuff. And then I just think the execution of this game is off. I think the decision to bind everything to the hex uh, on the hex grid on the ground is a mistake um, because what it results in is is far too rigid a game um, and it just makes him work yeah, funny it makes him like yeah sort of <laughs> zigzag his yeah. way everywhere yeah um, which isn't so bad until they, they put in the replay system uh, or you go to the replay system which I think is fine uh, as a storytelling device to sort of link the like uh the narration yeah. of Hex and um, McShane and uh, Reddick, Reddick's characters, but uh, beyond that, I don't. It's not a good like. It's not the super hot style, right? Like that's what we were looking for was that super hot style of uh, f- making it all look fancy. I think the problem is that it's too. There aren't enough animations. Yeah. Right, like the animation for John Wick to roll is the same in every fucking direction. It's just sort of in a different direction. Um, yeah, him ducking, him regaining focus by shaking his head, like all of those things. They're all the same animations, and so it's not visually interesting to watch that yeah. stuff go down. And they're not joined um, in any compelling way. It's like you can see when one animation finishes and the next one begins. Yeah, like it's exactly. not a yeah, there's, no, there's no flow, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, which hurts it 
significantly as well. What what um, I said so, yeah. was I, I think um, I think I wrote it to you guys, but when they first revealed this game, it, it's a turn. It's sorry, it's a it's a turn based action action game, um, and so I guess kind of similar the way you think of it is is like an XCOM type of scenario where you, sl- yeah. you you move your character piece by piece. And so when they first announced this game, we were talking about it on um, on the podcast. I think it was about e- around E3 time. And yeah. we were like, this sounds really cool. You know what it needs? A replay system where it shows you back what you've done in real time. And then yeah. it, it like brings it back to you and shows you like the entire level. And it sounds... It, it's to me it's like they fucking heard that podcast and were like we got this and then spent two months trying to make it and this is what they came up with and this is the yeah. best they could do uh, I'm not saying that's what they did but it just seems really janky the way it's sort of put together like it definitely no seems like it. it was like they got feedback at E3 and they're like fuck I'd love to see it as a replay and they're like well yeah let's do that let's make it happen I, I think it was uh, already in there at E3 Right. It might have I'm been. Sure. I feel like Nate maybe mentioned, but, but either way, it just it doesn't seem like it's been put together well. <laughs> no, yeah, you got it, like it, weird it, camera switching and like yeah. the character is walking diagonally, like zigzagging, like you said, and it's just such a strange setup. But like even outside of the replay system, it, it doesn't feel executed well. Like. I think the immediate go-to for a lot of people is XCOM, but for me, it's Frozen Synapse because Frozen Synapse does the turn-based thing, the simultaneous turn-based thing uh, as well, uh, where okay. in Frozen Synapse, everyone has their, their turns and they move at the same time. In Frozen Synapse, you're pathing uh, players. Uh, you're pathing your team yep. to like move and then attack, and it's sort of... Sort of like the planning phase of Rainbow Six back in the day, you know, like you draw a line and your player character will move along that line. And uh, if they encounter someone along the way, it has a set of rules that will determine whether or not they will take an action or, you know, do whatever, right? Like, yeah. uh, so if, you know, if they've got, I think if they've got an SMG, they can sling it up faster and fire. Or if they've got an assault rifle, it takes them longer. If they've got a shotgun, uh, you know, it's far more devastating at close range. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know, there's a set of rules. And you need to know the, the rules of the engagement to determine, you know, what outcome. Yeah. Uh, and the, the interesting thing about Frozen Synapse is that everyone moves to play out at the same time. And so you will move and they will move. Uh, and then the other thing about Frozen Synapse is that you can press play and not commit until you've decided you like you want to commit. And so what you can do is you can make paths for the other player. Mm. So I, we, if we were playing against each other, it's got AI, but if we were playing against each other, I could grab your players and drag them to places to... I get can an idea pretend I was playing, yeah. playing as you, and yeah, and path you out, and then I could play out a scenario that results in you dying, in you losing, right? And I just need to find that scenario. At the end of the day, I need to find the one where I I live and you die, and then I will win, right? Uh, which is a really cool concept. The 
end state of frozen synapse is everyone exploits the AI. Uh, what happens is uh, the ready state in frozen synapse takes a certain amount of time and the unready state takes a certain amount of time. So what players found they could do was they could shift out a single frame to trigger the ready state and then shift back in before the ready state had finished, which would force the enemy AI to trigger their unready state after they finish their ready state. So then they would be forced. So if, if we've got four frames, right? Frame one, they start the ready state. Frame two, they finish the ready state, right? And simultaneously speaking, frame one, I move into uh, view. Frame two, I move out of view, right? Frame three, so the next ready state that is triggered is unready, right? They have to unready. Frame three, they trigger their unready state. Frame three, I trigger my move into view again. And then frame three, they finish their unready state. Frame, sorry, frame four, they finish their unready state. Frame four, I, finish, I start my ready state. And so by the time they are standing still, right? By the time we get to the next four second, uh, four frame cycle, yeah, right. I am already halfway through my ready state, so my frame one is finished my ready state, and frame two is fire. For them, even though they're standing still and technically they have the tactical advantage, because of the frame shifting, they have to start their ready state, and I have fired, and all, all it's all one shot kills in frozen synapse, so they die, right. Mm. That's what happened in <clears throat> Frozen Synapse. What happens in John Wick Hacks is largely the same. Uh, when I want to win an encounter, I will just exploit the AI by ducking over and over and over again. Uh, and when I need to recover some focus, I'll just stand, focus, duck, yeah. stand, duck, stand, duck, until they get close enough, and then I'll take a step forward, and then I will disarm them. Yeah. Uh, I'll take them down, uh, and then I'll move on. Right, move on to the next one. If a bunch of them come at me, I can easily just shift between a couple of corners. It's very easy to find a bunch of places on each map. Yeah. Where you've got a couple of corners where you can break line of sight. Once they break line of sight, they have to unready move towards you yep. again. And you, all you do is exploit AI. That's the problem uh, that I have with John Wick Hex is that, yeah, it is it, it stops being about John Wick shit and it starts being about exploiting AI yeah uh, and the reason for that is because it is hyper punishing uh, which I think is a mistake uh, John Wick to me is power fantasy uh, John Wick does things that no person could do so the idea of a John Wick game should fulfill on you being able to do things that nobody can do which is why for me super hot VR is the John Wick game yeah right because you are able to like nobody can think as fast as John Wick can, right? So I understand the idea of uh, freezing time hmm. uh, and allowing you to plan out your next move, which is what you're doing, John. What John Wick's hex, yeah. right? Uh, but what you're capable as John Wick is not that special. No, you're not like you don't have the ability to do what nobody else can do. You are essentially a tankier version of anyone else in the same game world because um, you can take four shots 
four shots, four rounds of shooting uh, compared to the two shots that most people can take, right? So that's like, that's a mistake in my opinion. That doesn't really fulfill what John Wick is capable of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't feel more, you don't feel, it doesn't feel like, you know, in John Wick 2, he outplanned everyone. Uh, in John Wick 1, he used his sick fucking gun jitsu shit to fucking murder everyone. That doesn't, it doesn't feel like that's happening here. Your choices are throw a gun at someone, uh, take them down, or shoot them, right? Like, or push them. (laughs) Yeah, or, yeah, push them. Like, it doesn't feel like you've got a lot of different fucking options at hand, uh, which I think is the key problem. Uh, because it really reduces how powerful you feel mm. and it means that when you do take a hit I mean you can't rewind or anything uh, you can't like have another go at it uh, it's not like what was that fucking what's that other game that other Devolver game where you'd rewind when you fucked up the Samurai one Samurai yeah ah like Rad game that I really liked. Not uh, Katana Zero. Katana Zero, that's exactly the oh, one. Okay. Right? When you'd fuck up a run of that, it would rewind the tape and you'd do it again. Right? Sure. That doesn't happen here. No. Uh, I guess you can restart the fucking... Restart the level. Uh, I know that. Well, it's, to restart at some point, it's the entire like zone, right? Because health and ammo carries on through the entire area. That's what I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, that's what I was getting at. Is that yeah? You can restart, but yeah, you like because your the impacts of your actions carry over from like point to point to point. If you fuck up at point three, yeah. By the time you get to point seven, if you haven't managed to rectify that mistake, you're going to feel the fucking results. You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, which is that's what I reached. I reached a point where I was fucked. Uh, basically, I'd run out of uh, health kits, uh, which I don't really. I don't think. I don't think he should carry his fucking health over from turn to turn. Uh, uh, from, like, round to round, rather. Like, from map to map. I don't think he should carry his health over. The guy fucking doesn't have a habit of carrying his health over. He literally resets before every fucking fight. I do not understand how they made the decision to force him to carry his fucking health over. I understand from a balancing perspective, but from a fucking John Wick perspective, the guy, like, there is literally a scene in John Wick 3 where they let him get his fucking shit together and he then fights the dudes from the fucking raid at, <laughs> at full capacity. Like, it's one of the fucking greatest parts of the fucking movie. So I don't... Yeah, I just don't understand the, the fucking choice uh, to make a health carryover. But what happened to me was my health carrier carried over. Uh, I ran out of fucking bandages. I was literally doing levels hunting every fucking corner trying to find bandages because I understood on a fundamental level that it was important that I had more bandages yeah. that I couldn't run out of them because if I take a fucking bullet I don't have a fucking I, there's no way back from that right yeah uh, so I understand the the situation at hand but I cannot make anything change about it I can't make bandages appear I can't make guns with bullets appear and so yeah, it's like I, I feel it's a it's a failure on the the John Wick, uh, like fantasy, hmm. right? Like it just doesn't it fundamentally doesn't convey what John Wick is about. 
Uh, and I th yeah, yeah, I just like so execution wise, I think. Otherwise, yeah, I, I love the I love the aesthetic. I love the fucking oh, I love the music. I reckon oh, the music's, music's really awesome. Yeah, good. music's oh, really so good. good. Um, they fucking nailed that. Like I love so much about it. It's just yeah, the fucking end result of a game that hyper punishes you across multiple maps is one that feels I think unsatisfying um and then there's then there's the fact that I think there are infinite fucking enemies I think there are not a limited amount of enemies and I understand the drive to make John Wick always fight more people but yeah I'm doing a fuck I like the one I quit on uh, I ran out of um ran out of bandages uh, entered this entered this boss room with full health um, but what I need to do is I need to kill this boss and I need to do it after so there's there's like a series of it's now like it's just a puzzle right it's a puzzle game uh, where the failure state is super significant I need sure. to First things first, that I'm, I've searched this fucking area. There's not a bandage to be seen, right? So what I need to do is I need to kill everyone in the room, uh, in the first room. I need to get to the boss, open the door. I need to kill the guy next to the boss immediately and then duck out of sight. I need to have a... Somehow get a weapon that has fucking 10 bullets in it yeah. uh, because I need all 10 bullets to kill his boss. Yeah. I need to... Close the distance on the boss and uh, use the takedown to put him on the ground. And then I need to shoot him. And then I need to take him down again when he gets up. Shoot him, take him down, shoot him, take him down, shoot him, take him down, and shoot him and he'll be dead. Which is how I killed the first boss. Uh, you can stun the boss to death. <laughs> it is not cinematic at all. Uh, but it is the... it Like, they have reduced... Essentially, they have reduced the game to an AI exploitation uh, puzzle. So... That is the best way to do it. Uh, the the fucking spanner in the works, the ghost in the machine, is that I need to do all of this while an infinite amount of boss uh, enemies spawn behind me, constantly streaming in, and I need to uh, like get away from them, which I can't do. Uh, I I haven't worked out how to do it because the problem is if I take damage. Uh, it is a, it's a, it's like a lethal. Yeah, it's it's it keeps getting worse and worse. So I have to decide who I'm going to take damage from, and I can't like can't make that decision without being out, like with the ability to undo it. Yeah. So every time I fuck up, uh, I it's basically a restart. Because yeah, now I need to be able to throw like take down the boss. So I need the five phases to take down and shoot to stun lock him to death but I also need to be able to deal with the dudes behind me and that takes a turn phase that is too long for me to deal with the, to then deal with the boss so what I also need to do right as another another enemy streams in what I also need to do is then shift into cover to not get hurt by the enemies uh, take them out uh, so my options to do that are to either duck and roll, yeah. which costs me focus, so I need to manage my focus. I can't regain focus while ducking, uh, so I can't be in cover while I'm regaining focus. So, I, like, the fucking... 
the fucking diagram of shit that I need to work out to solve this. It's just, it's too much work. And John Wick doesn't make anything look like work. That's the thing, right? Even, like, the, the super hot VR, right? Even at its fucking trickiest, right? Even when I was being my fucking exploitiest, right? Where I would, like, throw myself a gun, right? You could, like, you'd start in one place, and when you've killed the last person in a position in super hot VR, you will teleport to the next position, hmm. right? But it's in real time. So if you shoot someone and then throw a gun at the at the place where you'll teleport and then you immediately teleport and you turn and catch that fucking gun, you have a gun, right? Which is helpful in like a couple of s- scenarios in, in super hot VR where you start off without a gun mm. and instead you've just got like a fucking jar yeah. uh, or something and you've got to take out a dude with a shotgun by throwing a fucking jar at him. <laughs> if you can just shoot him instead, it's significantly easier, right? Obviously, you're not supposed to be able to throw a version of yourself who's teleporting a gun. That's not John Wick shit. That's like fucking Matrix. Doctor Strange shit. <laughs> yeah, Matrix shit. Yeah, um, that's the wrong Keanu film. But like, even still, right? Even excusing my most Matrixiest shit, uh, I still largely felt like I was doing John Wick shit. I was analyzing the situation. And then I would use what was around me to disarm an opponent, get their gun, and then fucking shoot them. That's not what's happening in John Wick Hex. What I'm doing in John Wick Hex is some sort of fucking, like, crazy fucking chart that starts here and uh, asks, you know, it's one of those charts was, oh, do you like cheese? Yes, no. No leads to, well, fuck you, everyone likes cheese. And yes, it leads to... Oh, well, what kind of cheese do you like? Do you like bitey cheese, soft cheese, vintage cheese? And you're like... Smelly cheese. I don't fucking know. It's cheese, dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> smelly cheese. And you're like, uh, smelly. And it's like, do you like mold? And you're like, well, who the fuck likes mold? Uh, or, yes. And then, you know, it leads you down to, like, here are all the fucking different fucking paths you can take. And they in in fucking Superhot, the paths are, like, can you throw something... Oh, sorry, do you have a gun? Yes, no. No, can you throw something at someone? Yes, no. No, can you get close enough to punch them? Yes, no, no, you're going to die. Right? That's it, right? Uh, If any of those yeses, right? Just fucking, you do that thing. In John Wick Hex, it's like, no, 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 no. And every single one of these things, like most of them lead to, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Did you get enough bandages? No. Did you... Do you have more than seven bullets? No. Do you have fucking uh, reliable cover? No. Dead. 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 There's this giant box at the bottom of these fucking charts and they all lead to fucking dead and there's one fucking <laughs> winding path that leads to fucking... Oh, you win. Right. And I just got no interest in fucking working out what that fucking win condition is. It drives me fucking nuts. So is there any way to have more than one magazine other than the start of the game? Because I haven't figured out how to pick up magazines. Only with your... Um, only with your... Like John Wick's special weapon. Right. That's the only way you can have more than one magazine, as far as I can tell. I, every time you pick up another gun, it drops the, other, like, drops the first gun. Yeah, he just seems to pick up the gun. And I'm like, no, yeah. pick the magazine up. 
Right. Eject the magazine. Just fucking plop, plop. Put it. You got pockets, don't you? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So ain't you all got pockets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. No, it's... Like, yeah, it's a puzzle game, but I just don't... I don't care enough about the puzzle at its core. Which is the real problem, I think. Um, because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just AI exploitation. Which I find doesn't really strike at the heart of the John Wick experience, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 All right. I, I feel like I need to play more still. I just, I know that when yeah. I was playing the start, I was like, I'm not, it just, it felt too jacky for me. For whatever reason, I just like, oh, this is the game? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's getting, seems to be getting good reviews. So maybe there's, it's deeper than what I think it is. Um, I don't know. I'll have to check out more, I guess. Just have another time. Yeah. All right. Uh, was that, I think that was it. That was it. All right. We can do some news. Boy, do we have some news. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's let's kick off with the big one. Uh, Sony, the big uh, console manufacturer, has officially confirmed the PlayStation 5. Um, The big console manufacturer. Who the fuck describes them like that? Well, they're not a TV. They don't make TVs, do they? Um, I don't think so. No. What about Walkmans? Uh, Walkman. Walkmans? Walkmans. Yeah, maybe. Not just the Walkmans. No. The walk. So yeah, PlayStation 5, that's its official, and walk children. official name in case people were uh, not sure about that one. Um, I wasn't. We've got a I bunch wasn't. of details for this. It's coming out in 2020, next year. Uh, holiday season, <laughs> they're saying. So probably sometime before Christmas, maybe a year from now would be a good time. Sort of mark that calendar. Yeah, we got. I would say a year from now. Yeah, we will definitely be playing it at the next PAX. Yep, absolutely. Or they'll release it at PAX and just be like, "Fuck you, don't come to PAX." (laughs) That could be it. They could. We got some specs, a lot of spec information. Uh, This comes in conjunction with Wired, who had an exclusive uh, interview again with um, Mm. with Sony. They were the ones that did the the very first sort of breakdown a couple months back Mm. when the the console or the next gen console was announced uh so we know it's got an amd ryzen cpu and it's got a, a navi gpu and with that they also talked about uh, ray tracing and have confirmed that it will be hardware-based ray tracing and not software-based um the reason why people were a bit confused about that one was that amd don't have <laughs> hardware-based um uh ray tracing, ray tracing at the moment yeah. but that's not no. to say they won't next year Yes, uh, yeah, that's my theory as well. Because uh, Nate, Nate, like, literally talked to the, the the big bosses at fucking Nvidia. Yeah, we put a story out last week, um, the competitive analysis of ray tracing, mm-hmm. and he literally talked to the dudes at Nvidia. And in that story, he's got a great quote about how, basically, from how, like from Nvidia's understanding, they just don't have hardware technology at, at the moment. So, from his perspective, they have to be doing software-based ray tracing. Um, which, yeah. Wait, this is Nvidia saying this? 
Yeah. Right. Because it's all AMD hardware in the next two consoles. Um, yeah. Which is, uh, it's a great quote. And uh, obviously directly skewered by... Uh, by by this information. This information yeah. right here. Um, uh, it just means that they have to have a graphics card coming that will have ray tracing on it. Yeah, and I think that's the way... Yeah, I mean, they don't have it at the moment, but there's it's where you're a year away. Um, for them not to have it would be a bit strange, especially when they're talking about this stuff. Uh, I think it's a big deal. Ray tracing, ray, ray tracing is very good. Um, we've talked about it a bunch with uh, things like Battlefield and Control, which I still think is maybe the best-looking game of this year, um, which heavily uses ray tracing. Um I installed Metro Exodus last night, so I'm keen to jump into that to check it out and see how that's going because I've not yet played through that game at all. So yeah, I think ray tracing is going to be um, a, a big game changer for those consoles. It's going to make some of those games look spectacular. Um, so yeah, oh, it should yeah. Be- it's gonna it's gonna like make ray tracing basically stock standard, which I think is cool. Yeah, we're gonna see a lot more games really push that hardware. Um, so yeah. that's awesome. Alright, a bunch more details here. We, we know it's got an SSD. They went into a bit more detail about that SSD in particular. Um, so they talked about, I guess it's going to be, um, uh, they're using some sort of technology so that you'll be able to have configurable installations. And, um, and that'll give developers the sort of the resources to be like, alright, do I want to install the single player campaign? Or do you just want to install this multiplayer map and things like that so they'll be able to go down in terms of that sort of level in terms of um, the game accessing specific types of data and uh, what they're saying is they want to see eliminated is hopefully we're not going to see any more loading elevators or slow walking scenes where the game is trying to like stream in all this information because in the background it's actually unloading all that other crap in the background that you know normal hard drives can't do Um, and and what that's going to mean is like bigger worlds and being able to do more, um, you know, bigger textures and whatnot. So we're going to see, a, I feel like this is going to be a really big jump in terms of graphical fidelity and sort of the games we're going to get to experience. Um, I think it's going to be a bigger jump than the last couple of generations at least. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's a big, big deal with the SSD in there now. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, this, I, I agree. I do think this is going to be the biggest graph, like biggest fucking jump we're going to see, because uh, like largely the leap for the last generation was one in terms of um, pixel density, I guess, sure. like HD yep. you know, resolution. Yeah, um, and and they were, it was easy to get away with that. Uh, this is going to be a lot more. This is going to be lighting and streaming streaming bigger worlds yeah like i don't know if people are sold on the lighting thing yet but i think it's a I big am. push oh, man. i wish i had i wish i had ray tracing fucking I, lo- I love the look of control with all the ray tracing shit on it looks so fucking sick yeah uh yeah wow. right um the- uh, and i and like i sorry but just you know i'm sure long time listeners know but I notoriously don't give a fuck about graphics um, <laughs> if the gameplay is good enough but like yeah it just it just like it just looks good it actually looks next gen yeah oh, well yeah. control is also atmosphere right it's 
oh yeah they, they've done so much right with control like it's it's unfair to say what they've done right with control can be traced back to rage racing because I don't even fucking have it in my fucking shithole computer <laughs> and like I can still I'm still in awe of the atmosphere that they created with that game but yeah 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 anyway next up um 100 gigabyte optical drive uh, which is going to be using um like large discs discs that you'll be able to put in there so i guess we've seen some games recently that have been like um two discs what did that was it red dead that did that yeah it was red dead i remember now um right and i think the last of us is going to be on two discs was that correct part two uh i I saw something about that anyway so bigger optical drives uh, and it's also going to double as a 4k blu-ray which is big news because for whatever reason sony did not put a blu-ray player whatever inexplicable fucking reason because they wanted to sell 4k blu-ray players separately so dumb yeah so dumb so now they've seen the light that's a huge step um 4k blu-ray we've um they talked about but didn't really go into much too details about ui facelifts um and sort of like how it's going to they seem to think well mark sony is the leader architect on this again he was talking about how like giving players information um about like the games they're playing and like the areas they're in and how they yeah i didn't really understand yeah and like how are they going to relay that in terms of like achievements and whatnot so i'm curious to sort of hear a bit more about that um it sounds like you obviously read the article as well yeah yeah but it didn't really come across like he was like oh and you can't even see what objectives your multiplayer friends have and i'm like it's a fucking multiplayer game like what the fucking well (laughs) yeah oh yeah and Luke's now going for A in domination. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who fucking cares? He's going to B. <laughs> oh, he yeah, killed. He should be going for B. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also got a look at a prototype prototype controller, um, which is not being given a name as of yet. But uh, the journalist, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking my gut says <laughs> it's a Jill Shock Five. Shock Five. What if uh, they really <laughs> surprise you and call it a six? Like a dual shot. That six. would show me. Yeah. That would fucking show me. Yeah. They boom me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this journalist said that uh, it doesn't have a name, but uh, it looks extremely similar to a dual shock four. Um, some of the new changes on this thing that they're talking about is uh, adaptive triggers, which will offer levels of resistance or various levels of resistance on the actual triggers. So, for instance, think about like, um, I think the examples they gave were like pulling. Uh, like a bow for a bow and arrow like offering resistance on that compared to like firing a assault rifle or driving a car or something like that um so that could be interesting don't know interesting yeah yeah um i'm gonna wait and see the other one which uh they talked about is haptic feedback would we replacing the rumble system and this seemed to get the 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 guy that created the article i should have got his name or, or her name i didn't really check um but they uh, they said that there was a big difference in the uh, like the games that they were playing. So they they basically showed like uh, Gran Turismo running on the the PlayStation Five dev kit using this prototype controller, and then tried it with a normal controller. And he they said that the difference between the two is massive, like being able to feel 
like the difference of road surfaces that you're on, like either dirt or uh, like the pavement or the, uh, I don't know what those stripes are called with the, on the side of the road. Ripple strips. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being able to feel that on your controller. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. As opposed to just like a, a rumble. And so it's going to have these two yeah. actuators. I don't actually have a controller on me, but let's pretend this is a, not an Xbox sure. controller. But yeah, where your hands sort of are sitting, two actuators will be in the lower parts of the left and right, like grips, the hand grips. And that's where you're yep. going to get that feeling from. Um, sort of just uh, an evolved HD rumble is what I got out of it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. How that, um, you know, affects gameplay. Like game, I don't think it's going to do much with gameplay. Maybe it will. No, I don't think so. But interesting ways of like, you're working, you know, walking through different surfaces, for instance, like... Uh, uh, got a war or something like sludging through the snow and things like that could be interesting ways to sort of relay that immersion to you uh, yeah. uh, they're talking about improved speaker which currently is used in a couple of games but not a whole a lot amount um, oh, the baby's going to talk to you in fucking the baby game <laughs> in Norman Reedus penis game <laughs> right death stranding that's it the baby's going to talk to you via the speaker. Not Jeff Keighley? Did you not see this? Oh, is he? No. Yeah. That's the exclusive way for the baby to talk to you. No. Via the fucking Does the baby talk? Controller. I didn't know that either. Like, that, 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 that was like... How is, how is the headline not the baby fucking talks to you? <laughs> not, let alone the baby talks to you via the fucking speaker. Like, we've, we've skipped a step here. Yeah. But yeah, apparently it does. It's <laughs> via the speaker. Like, in English? Like, does it... Can it like does it talk like a human? Hope. Like what does the baby sound hope. like? I hope it's Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> That's or it's me. It's me doing fucking lady voices. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um Alright, the other thing I talked about is larger battery. Um longer lasting battery probably needs a larger battery to power a lot of this extra stuff. And uh he was saying that the prototype controller is actually a bit heavier as well. So that could be right. due to the, this extra crap, crap that's in there. Good crap, yep. but still crap. Um, in USB-C charging as well while you're playing. So yeah, that's my, the controller. My, uh, my HyperX mouse USB-C yep. charge. Yep. Uh, and uh, so is my HyperX keyboard. Everyone's shifting to USB-C yep. now, I guess. Oh, just throwing it out there. Nice. USB-C. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Sounding good so far? I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Day one. One hundred percent. As long as it's not more than seven hundred dollars, has to be under seven hundred dollars. This thing is going to be expensive as fuck. You know what? You watch. Oh yeah. I think it's going it to be, be under seven hundred. I think we've already talked about this, but it's going to be their most expensive console. It's got to be. SSDs, yeah, fucking next gen GPUs. Uh, what do you reckon? So, what's your guess? Um, well, we're we're doing different pricing here, so I, I'll say four hundred. Fuck, and that's like get out of triple. it, fucking guessing, fucking Australian <laughs> dollars. God damn it! How how much was the Cheater. Sony PS3 launch price? PS4 launch price. Uh, I don't remember. Clackety clacking for people back home, so I'm sorry. Yeah, super clackety clacking. Retail in Australia uh, for five forty nine. That can't be right. 
mate. That's what it was. Yeah, I think I think you're remembering the the PS3 was crazy expensive. That was like nine hundred or some shit, right? I think. All right, so it came out November 29th in Australia, Europe, and uh, retailed for five forty nine in Australia, three ninety nine in the US, and then three forty nine in Europe. So, I'm going with. What did you, did you say? Seven hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty close. I said it has to be under seven hundred. Oh, okay. Six ninety nine. You're a fuck. What a fuck. What a fuck. Unbelievable. I cannot believe you've done this. That's just that's that's dirty. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, moving on. Yeah. Let's go. Let's let's I'm too I'm too pissed. Yeah. Uh next up, the Apex Legends Fight or Flight event has been confirmed, which is the holiday Halloween themed uh event that they're gonna be doing. Um it's going to be King's Canyon Night Mode. It's gonna be completely dark. It's going to play out like a basic battle royale game, but when people die, they get turned into undead uh, yeah. who can't use weapons. Hmm. And their objective is to kill all the players. And So it's a pretty classic zombie mode. Yep. yep. Once there are 10 people or 10 teams. What? Players. 10 players, Ten players. left. <laughs> yep. They need to try and get to an evac ship and work together yep. to try and get out of there. While the undead tries to stop them, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I'm definitely in. It does. It does sound. Yeah, I'm very much in. I love zombie mode in competitive games. Uh, I reckon it's such a cool fucking twist. Uh, it's only limited time. Fight or flight. That sounds familiar, eh? I don't know where I've heard that, eh? Um, ah, I feel like Red Bull is doing a PUBG competition with a really similar name. Red Bull... I think it's called Red Bull Fight or Flight. Oh, shit. It's exactly the fucking same. Wow. Wow. Why'd you steal their name? Wow. What we... That's good. That's good. That's, that's juicy. Some juice. That's <laughs> a classic stitch up. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway. So that, that uh, starts uh, next week. Next week. And runs Real soon. Just after the first round of Red Bull's Fight or Flight this weekend. Yep. Yep. So, you know, we know who the real fight or flight is. Yeah. Just FYI. But yeah. Cool. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, heading very, to very PC. Much. Oh, yeah. November 5th. You're a fucking witch, is what it is. Why? You're a witch. Because you said it was coming at PC at the end of this year, fucking two months ago. You're a fucking witch. I, I, put, a, I put a thing up on Twitter, which I was actually wrong about. Um, oh. What? On, on Twitter. Let me get it. Wrong on Twitter. That's illegal. Is it? I'll get you when I wrote it. Uh, here we go. September 30th, which was October 1st, looking back at oh, these dates. Okay. Well, that's not two months. Says, not two months. It says, wouldn't be surprised if Red Dead Redemption 2 launched on PC this month, a year after its console release. Uh, so I was off by five days. <laughs> Fight or Fright. It's called Fight or Fright. That's what I wrote. You wrote Fight or Flight. Uh, same thing. I was popping off. I was G'd up. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you were, it was It was still pretty prescient. You were, you were fucking right, right ahead of the curve. It's weird. Anyway, um, 
yeah I don't know it's cool I'm, I'm excited I'm, I'm definitely going to play I'm it I'm excited for game of the year again Red Dead 2 <laughs> game of the year again <laughs> um, fucking well it's going to be a lot easier because uh, the probably the best contender I thought for game of the year got delayed until March 2020 uh, Doom Eternal has been delayed to March 2020 2020 yep 2020 um, which is gutting because I was extremely excited to play it yeah so uh, that's a bummer but I uh, got announced last night uh, they want to make you know make it right and what's the the old saying is uh, you make a, a bad game it's forgotten immediately and make a great game it's forgotten forever no that's not it I don't Fallout 76 no, what yeah um, something about that don't make Fallout 76 again yeah um, I and mean, it sounds like they're gutting a bunch of features out of it for later post launch I didn't see that wasn't invasion mode sort of uh, being pushed back what I didn't see that what the fuck yeah I saw the headline. Oh, this is invasion mode, which will allow you to enter another player game as a playable demon, will be released as a free update shortly after. Like, oh my fucking god! Doom Eternal for Nintendo Switch will be released after the other platforms. Doom sixty four will be available on Xbox. Oh, you fuck about Doom sixty four. Um, adding it as a pre order bonus for Doom Eternal. Um, all right. Well, what else? They're pushing back one feature. Yep. Got it. Um, so yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot left in oh, this yeah. year. It's, uh, it's, no. It's, what, what, what else we got? Outer Worlds, Death Stranding. Death Stranding and Outer Worlds, yeah. Modern Warfare. Uh, I don't care. Uh... Oh, and, and After Party, of course. Yeah, that's... Um, that's I'm just looking. Outer Worlds, Modern Warfare... Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. Red Dead Order. Redemption 2 PC. Oh, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. Need for Speed Heat. Might be good. Nope. <laughs> that's going to be a no for me. Yeah. Uh, Mech Warrior 5 is coming out in December. Okay. Apparently, allegedly, I'll believe it when it's fucking here. Yeah, uh, yeah. There ain't a lot. Yeah, there ain't a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh well. Oh well. All right. What else we got? Fortnite revenue drops fifty-two percent year on year in quarter two of twenty nineteen. Uh, I think everyone kind of saw this coming, right? Because it couldn't stay as crazy as it was forever. No, not uh, when the fucking I goose game is out and everybody's spending money on the goose game. Everyone's gonna, every, everyone's gonna get into the goose game. What, what's it called? Uh, over, overrated goose game. Oh. Was that what it was called? Oh, look out! <laughs> fucking check out Captain Controversial over here. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's. It, I don't think it's an indicator of Fortnite, you know, dying or anything like that. Fifty-two um, percent drop of stupid like of everything is actually still really close to everything um yeah we literally our minds cannot process the sorts of numbers that they're, they're doing 
So it is, you know, they have dropped a significant amount, an amount that our mind can't process, mm. but they're still making stupid amounts. Um, so I don't think it's linked to, you know, I don't think it's fair to link it to the mechs or anything like that. That said, sentiment about the game uh, is definitely um, generally negative um, online. That's only amongst the people who actually, you know, vocalize their thoughts. The reality is there are so fucking many people playing Fortnite that will never, ever, ever talk about Fortnite online. Uh, that's that's the power of Fortnite. That is how crazy big that game is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, you heard it here first. Fortnite's dying. Yeah. Dead game. Dead, dead game. Dead game. All right. Hi. Have we uh, got any questions? I can't open we'll them up. We do have some questions. We've got some questions. All right. Uh, Frisco writes, <clears throat> How strongly do you guys think this new boycott of Activision Blizzard will bring back dedicated service to Modern Warfare 2 this time around? That's, that's, that's some high-quality cynicism, Frisco, and I appreciate it on a very deep level. Um, yeah. Uh, I... I think that might have been the story where uh, we pointed out the hypocrisy on Game Arena, the hypocrisy of, of those people, might have been our best traffic ever. Because I believe we got linked fucking everywhere out of that one. That was gold. I, that that boycott holds a very dear place in my heart. I like seeing the uh, pictures where it's it's people that are in that group, but they're, they're still playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like... yeah. They're in they're they're in the boycott modern warfare group and they're like they're playing modern warfare at the moment. Yeah, that picture is the yeah that did very well for Cameron back yeah. in the day. It was awesome. Um, good question for Scope. Baz writes with the rapid growth growth of esports. He wrote a capital S in esports, so I'm very tempted to not answer like not keep reading at all. But anyway. With the rapid growth in esports at a high level, do you think it will adopt a similar structure at amateur levels to traditional sports and local clubs will form? Uh, E.g. suburb-based teams, the Browns, Plains, Raptors, or the Bondi Bears? Um, yeah, so we, what, we're, what we're really starting to see at the moment is collegiate esports, uh, which is, you know, uh, tertiary-level esports. We're seeing it a significant amount overseas it hasn't really reached uh anything in in australia just yet um like we do there are i believe uq uh qc and unsw all have uh league of legends teams Mm -hmm. in the um oh the the rung below um opl um i can't remember what it's called ocs uh, in the Challenger series, uh, all three of them have got university teams in the Challenger series, um, which I think is awesome. But beyond that, we don't see a lot of it. Uh, I guess we don't have the same. Uh, what would you call it? I guess uh, reverence for collegiate sports hmm. that they do over over in the states, uh, where it is you know a multi billion dollar industry where none of the athletes get paid at all. Um, Overseas, though, yeah, it's it's getting it's turning into a, a huge thing, uh, and a lot of a lot of uh, publishers are pushing it as a a significant um, path to pro type experience. Um, so I've seen 
Overwatch players looking looking specifically to go down the collegiate route um, and Rocket League and stuff like that. Um, I think that that has to establish itself first before we then um, like the local teams, the suburb based teams. That those are more those are Australia's version of collegiate sports um, in terms of. Uh, like the level of play and so I think we'll need to see collegiate sports establish itself before we then see um, Australian esports attempt to do something similar to it but I also think that ultimately esports is about a lack of boundaries a lack of borders so I don't think that it's necessarily important Hmm. uh, for players to to play together I do like the idea of uh, teaming people up based on their location I like I love it as a just a, a general exercise uh, in community building mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's necessary it's way too easy for me to play with you know people from around Australia compared to you know finding someone that's to near you <laughs> yeah someone else who's living in fucking five dock or whatever yeah one is a cat uh, yeah <clears throat> um, I lo- yeah fucking the Browns playing as Raptors good god uh I don't, I don't think so I don't think what would they even be good at is there a fucking oh. is there a stealing game where they can steal stuff I'm ditching I'm, di- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dumping shit on Browns planes baby uh it's where I grew up so I'm allowed to mm. uh Brown Stains the Brown Stains Raptors got them um the Craptors Oh, <laughs> any thoughts, Luke? What do you think? Um, yeah, I, st- I feel like Trish. we're a ways off with that. Yeah, I mean, and then there's the whole regulation thing. Like, how do you do that? Unless it turns into a thing of like, uh, it being like giant lands, but lands right. aren't really a massive thing as what they used to be because the internet's so much better these days. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think like I think it leads to like the the question it leads to is you know what do you take your kids to right like do you to keep taking your kids to go play soccer on a Saturday morning yeah when all they want to do is play fucking Fortnite or do you just they don't want to play Fortnite revenue's down Joe do you, hey they don't want to play Fortnite oh, yeah. anymore that's true Fortnite is so they dead. just want to play I want to play the goose game a goose game so they just want to play goose game. Do you organize an under eights goose game league or something, right? Like, I, th- I think that is the, you know, that might be the question that Baz is driving at. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe like that would be, I think, it would be stronger to be age based, and at the same time, that'd be such fucking risky business. Uh, it'd be, it'd have to be so heavily regulated. It'd have to be so heavily controlled to make sure that everyone stayed safe. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you'd fucking do it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good question, Buzz. Yeah, man. D- Dangers writes, Hi, gents. Do you think Blizzard will release a Jack and Daxter Hearthstone or WoW expansion to try and distract everyone from the ongoing situation? El Kadang. Uh, uh I think it'd be a strong move for them. Uh, it'd be one way 
to get people's minds off uh, their... You know, like, you know how... You know how Trump has continuously made blunder after blunder after blunder? And at, at some point, you've got to step back and be all like, how the fuck does this dude keep screwing up? Right? And then someone's like, he keeps screwing up because every time he screws up, it distracts people from the previous screw up, right? Like nobody's talking about screw up one. They've all moved on to screw up two. Releasing anything Jack and Daxter related would be a screw up good enough to distract everyone from screw up number one. I think that's a really good point, Danes. Everyone hates Jack and Daxter. Um, they're, you know, they're just universally hated and uh, it would be a really good distraction. Luke, any thoughts? Um, I think it's, I mean, there's a good, there's a chance maybe they start teasing whatever's going at BlizzCon, right? Uh, yeah, like it might be something, although do they really want to uncork the bottle of getting people thinking about BlizzCon when everyone's trying to work out if they can get refunds for BlizzCon or whatever the fuck it is? Yeah. I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, boycott Blizzard, right? Boycott Activision. It's in about three and a half weeks. Uh, I'm actually going. I've I've got uh, I've got, got, trade got some stuff lined up. I, look, I already booked everything. Um, so yeah, that should be interesting. Hopefully, they've got some big things to announce down there. But have they announced the musical guest yet? No, I don't think so. Who would you think it's going to be? Didn't last year wasn't it like three different people? They didn't go like the whole. I don't know. Like. Blink, blink one eight two. <laughs> yeah, just one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I can't really remember sort of what was going on. So, oh, last year was Train, Lindsay Sterling, who's the yikes. Um, is she the the violinist? And Train, like drops of Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> Can't believe we haven't boycotted Blizzard already. They went Good from God. Muse in 2017 to Train. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And uh, Hodor, the guy from Game of Thrones. I don't know what he was doing. I didn't go, so I'm not sure. Holding a door, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, ticket prices went up by quite a bit this year, it looks like. So maybe they're bringing in... Really? Like Queen, maybe the resurrecting Queen, original Queen, and coming back. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah. What's the biggest band in China right now? Oh, I don't know. Just go for them, I reckon. <laughs> lean in. Just bring them Lean over. into it. This fucking yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. Twenty fourteen. No, let's no. Let's. Oh my gosh. Let's go even higher. There's some. All, there's some really good shit here. Twenty eleven was Foo Fighters. Yeah. 2013 was Blink-182. 2014 yep. was Metallica. 2015 was Linkin Park. Know, right? yep. Then 2016, they were like, Weird Al Yankovic, because why not? That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fucking sick. And then 2017 was Muse, and then Train. Yep. Then Train. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Like, oh, someone fucked up. Yeah. Someone, oh my lord! It's like it's like the person organizing it is like was related to somebody in the band and was like, you know, who's really good? Train. Yep. Train. Or, or 
they had bonus incentives tied to how much money they could save on whoever the fuck they booked. And so they got the dude from fucking Game of Thrones, a violinist, and Train. Um, who I assume... I assume Train are doing children's parties. Uh, like, as punishment. Like, the parents book them as a punishment for the children they're like if you don't fucking eat your greens i'm gonna book fucking train for your birthday party and the kid's like fucking eating broccoli like <laughs> no mom don't please no yeah not again yeah <laughs> how many times uh yeah i mean there's a possibility anyway. they keep going down that track and just like well let's go fuck it you're gonna boycott oh, us yeah? we're gonna book uh nickelback Nickelback. No, no, I feel Nickel, like Nickelback. No, Trump tweeted a, a like look at this photograph meme. Yeah, and uh, Nickelback copyright strikes <laughs> strikes him. So Nickelback, uh, they're yeah, they're Nickelback. on the up. Yeah, like yeah. Um, no, you'd, you'd have to go to someone way worse, like fucking Keith Urban or something. Not Carl Urban, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Oh, no? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's the crowd. Like, just. That's that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? They don't care about the crowd. They're like they're like fuck it, you know. Everyone's going to complain anyway. Yeah, they all complained about Train for some reason. I, I thought everyone loved Train, but no, they complained about it. So let's just fucking go Keith Urban and see what they complain about now. Mm. Garth Brooks, they go Garth Brooks, fucking achy, breaky heart and shit. Is that Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks, or is it no? No. <laughs> who did that's Billy, Billy, Ray Billy Cyrus, Cyrus Billy Ray Cyrus I was close Garth Brooks is also the worst um, anyway Dangan's also writes also for Baz's question I think we may see it in some form in the future but having so many different popular games might spread everything too thin in Australia I can definitely see it more in the USA China etc Dangan's also writes P.S. I think the Jamistown Jacks and the Dandenong Daxters would be great ideas. Thoughts? Uh, you chucked a question mark on the end, so it's a, it's a question. Um, I don't know where Jamistown is. Jamison Town. I don't know where that is either. I don't know where Jamistown is. I don't know where Jamison Town is. I don't know where either of these places are. Luke, you're from here. Where's Jamison Town? In Sydney. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Is it in Where's Dandenong? I feel like these are all like made up. Like Queensland. Do you reckon Dandenong's in Queensland? I reckon it's in Victoria. I'm guessing Victoria. Google it. Look it up. Dandenong? What do you got? Victoria. Victoria. Alright, where's Jamison Town? J A M I S O N T O W N. Here's with the truth. Ah, it's in, it's in New South Wales. Oh, where? Uh... Oh, Jamiston. <laughs> no, not Jamiston. Jamiston Town. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's it's out towards per, uh, Penrith. It's Jamiston. Is it pronounced J A M I S O N Town? Jamiston. 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 Town. Jamiston. No, it's not town. Jamiston. It says town on the fucking yeah, end. Yeah, but they got no teeth over there, and so they just fucking cut the end <laughs> off, and so it's just Jamiston. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, not fucking, Jamiston. I don't see how that one's on me. 
Jamison Town. Jamison Town. That's how it's fucking spelt. What am I supposed to... Like, I got Dandenong, right? Oh, maybe it is Jamison like, Town. I don't know. Uh, there's a Jamiston over there somewhere, I think. Is there a Jamiston? Let's have a look for Jamiston. Jamiston. I looked up Jamiston and it took me to Jamiston Town. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Alrighty then. I like that's maybe, maybe it is Jamiston. I know there is that's one over that, that way. Yeah, they just fucking... Isn't there... There's somewhere like that in the fucking... In, like, they, they do it all the time in England, don't they? They're like fucking... Leicester? L-E-C-E-I-S-T. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's Leicester. And you're like, what the fuck do you mean it's Leicester? Like, what happened to the seven fucking vowels in there? Like, you just fucking skip them? You can't just skip vowels. Apparently you can. Yep. You just do whatever the fuck you want. Right. All right, let's wrap this up. It's, we're nearly three and a half hours. Fucking hell. All right. All right. Uh, thanks all. for the emails or the... the the Discord questions, messages, questions. questions, great questions, yeah, good stuff. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those wonderful places um, under the Gap or the GA Podcast. If you do have some time, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find it. Um, if you listen on iTunes, please, or, or whatever you're doing, the Mac thing. Because I was looking in there the other day. We haven't had some reviews in a while, so that'd help us get up in the numbers. We're, in the, we're not in the top 10 yet on video games. I want to get the top 10, Job. And I think that's, this is the yeah, way. That's the dream. I think this is the we way through it. through reviews. That'll help us. Through reviews. Okay. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. We have a Discord page, the GA podcast.com slash Discord. That'll take you to our uh, wonderful community of people that are playing video games and leaving us awesome messages and talking about China. We're not in China anymore. They've taken us off the network, but that's okay. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, thejpodcast.com slash YouTube. I'll put up some uh, some recorded footage that I've got for this week of After Party. and Because okay, um, cool. I turned on the subtitles because it's a fucking talking game. And all we do is talk, so that's you wouldn't be able to hear the game. So it's I'll put, a talky. I'll put subtitles on. Yeah, check that out. Yep. And you can also uh, go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all of the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. And uh, that is all run thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast. Thank you to everyone that does that every month. And You're the uh, best. Hopefully you'll get Thank this you. episode a little bit earlier this week. Oh. Hmm. Yes. Because it's, uh, it's Wednesday. So hopefully tonight. Is. Easy. Nice and early. Nice. Um, I think that is it. Have you got anything you'd like to spruik out for this week? Uh, if you're ha- heading to PAX Australia, uh, come see me on a bunch of fucking panels. I'm on five panels now. No. I'm on... On Friday, I'm on the WrestleMania 2K20 Giving Wrestlers the Power Rating Deserve panel where we give wrestlers the power rating they deserve. That's all I've been told about that one. I've got no idea what I'm in for. Should be a fucking spectacular train wreck. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, nine, that's in the GameSpot Theater. In At 9.30pm in the Wombat Theater, I'm in the G-Files, uh, where we investigate the greatest mysteries in video game history. Uh, I don't really understand what's going on in that one either. But I have got 
one hell of a mystery prepared for everyone, and I haven't told anyone else on the panel. Wait, I don't understand the concept of what it is. I don't either. Oh. I don't know how to explain it to you because I don't understand it either. Uh, so that should be good. You know, like like mysteries in terms of weird things that have happened or like where did we go that night when we took Suda 51 somewhere for drink like that sort of mystery <laughs> with weird things that happen I guess right I don't know you just gotta tell drunk stories for an hour and nobody's gonna get to talk about it because it's just a Job show no no it's 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 not it's not <laughs> that like because of, based on everyone else on this pod, uh, on this panel yeah. uh, who I largely don't know I, I assume it's not going to be that oh um, so it's not you deciphering but, how you got chicken in your bed on a Borderlands trip. That's not it. It's not it. And <laughs> you stayed at the same hotel and you were no hope at all. Uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe you didn't investigate further. <laughs> Although you did find that sign that said no, no, no food, food vendors. Trucks. So that has that has skewered <laughs> the only fucking lead we had. And also Popeye's so closed at 12 o'clock. So it wasn't that place. So it wasn't Popeye's. Mm. Even better. Even better. Great. Um, so there's that one. Uh, that's Friday. Those are both on Friday. So that second one is 9.30 in the Wombat Theatre. Then on f- Saturday at uh, at 12.30pm, which is uh, so, so happy that it's after 12, uh, but only just barely. So it's going to be fucking hairy anyway. Uh, I am on the Are We The Baddies panel, uh, which I will just read out the fucking description. Everyone loves a hero. They're good, they're brave, and they always triumph over evil. But do we only believe this because history is written by the victors? What if the good guys were actually the bad guys? Their time is over. Uh, We see through their do-gooder facade. It's time to find the worst good guy. Uh, Basically, it's going to be a big old argument about who uh, is the most evil good guy. And I am going to pitch. Uh, I don't know if, if, if I... I may or may not get to pitch this one uh, because of who's on this panel. But uh, if, if I don't get to pitch it, I'm going to pitch it on the fucking podcast next week. I'm going to pitch the Doom guy. Uh, Doom guy, Doom Slayer, as the ultimate evil. Have you got the best people on this panel? Maybe. <laughs> uh... So uh, we'll see how that goes. See how they feel about me pitching that. Uh, then directly after that, uh, at, so that's twelve thirty in the game game spot theater in the same theater, Dolphin Tub. Pitch us your excellent, terrible game ideas. Think you have a great idea for a video game? Come pitch it to a panel panel of professional critics, developers, and marketing people to see whether you need to drop everything you're doing in your life immediately to run off with the video game circus. That's at two p.m. in the game spot theater. Uh, I don't think they're ready for what I'm bringing to this panel. I reckon but it should be. You open good. it up and full fucking serious, and then just hijack this panel. <clears throat> hijack, yeah, because it's a game about a goose. Oh yeah, a game <laughs> about a goose. Explain you're, you're a goose. more, and then just fucking destroy everybody. <laughs> that's gold. That's a that's a good plan. I've got, I've got a good, I've got a good dolphin game idea that I'm going to pitch. I don't think we're supposed to pitch. I think we're supposed to receive pitches. Oh. When I get it, I'm, I'm planning on getting everyone in the pitching mood. 
with a picture of my own about a dolphin game because it's the dolphin tub. See, instead of Shark Tank, I think is the idea to play on the Shark Tank thing. I'm going to be... I'm, I want to be the... Um, what's his face? Mark Cuban mm. of, uh, of this panel. But I'll probably just wind up being more Simon Cowell because yeah. uh, we're both cunts. And then uh, at 3.30 p.m., in the exact same theater, the GameSpot theater. That's where you live now. Your f- <laughs> it is, it's my new home. Uh, is Faking It Part 2, The Reviewing. Uh, your favorite panel from PAX Australia 2017 is back with a twist. Professional game reviewers attempt to trash universally beloved uh, the Goose games. Game. This is his- like, you can just sit in the, the GameSpot <laughs> panel the entire day and just shit on the Goose, Goose Game. game. <laughs> Um, well, we, we do have the goose as, uh, as one of the bad guys in our, are we the baddies panel? So, uh, that's a good start. We can definitely go goose, goose, goose fever. Um, one of the panelists actually hates the game. Can you pick which panelist is a godforsaken heathen? 10 out of 10 games, 10 out of 10 hilarity. Um, I won't tell you what game I am doing, Mm. uh, because A... First of all, I'm the I'm the flex. I'm the flex on this panel. It's me, Jess McDonald from GameSpot, Daniel Van, Van Boom from CNET, uh, Nick Healy is hosting again, and uh, and Rad from uh, Rad Yeo from Good Game Spawn Point. Uh, um, I'm the flex on this panel. I have so many beloved games that I hate that I can genuinely pick whatever the fuck I want. Um, so I will wait and see what everyone else is picking, and then I will pick something different. Because um, obviously, I don't want to, you know, we can't all hate the same thing, the same popular thing. No. And being the contrarian that I am, I mean, it's very easy. Um, so, and obviously the other part of it is that you're supposed to guess uh, what what game it is everyone hates uh, but I do get to write my own intro again uh, I wrote my own intro last time and uh, I've I've got Nick Healy saying that I'm the best games reviewer in the world uh, on a panel as my Twitter pinned tweet so I'm gonna come up with something pretty juicy for the next one I'm thinking the reigning defending undisputed Australian Esports Journalist of the Year! Because until they fucking run another fucking Esports <laughs> Journalist of the Year in Australia, I am the reigning, defending, undefeated uh, champion. So, uh, bring it on, bitches. Yeah, that should be good. Uh, and yeah, that is it. After that, uh, I believe on Sunday, I will be playing board games. That's my big plan, is to play board games all day. Nice. Uh, and yes, uh, otherwise going to head to the star, uh, the star, that's the Sydney one, uh, the fucking casino, mm. watch some rugby, uh, definitely keen to catch some There's rugby. There's no basketball one. <laughs> There's no basketball one. Um, uh, especially not from China. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, that's, that's my nice. big weekend. So yeah, uh, Come to the panels if you want. Uh, I believe all the GameSpot ones are being streamed, so you just fucking watch them on stream. Uh, who needs who needs to go live? Um, and then uh, yeah, come to the panels, say hello, or don't. I don't care. Um, you don't have to. There's no need. Are you gonna uh, go to one of those games. Cyberpunk panels? Cyberpunk panel? What fucking Cyberpunk panel? 
The Cyberpunk devs are CG there. Pr- oh, on, on Sunday. Fuck well, no, they've got multiple. At the GameSpot Theater. That's in my house. <laughs> well, of course they will. We'll probably be trying to have have a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Turn um, down the noise. <laughs> hey, you kids. Um, yeah. No, that should be good. Yeah, I think they'll just be showing uh, yeah, definitely stuff they showed at Gamescom, probably. Well, I'm there anyway. Yeah. Nice. Just to go tell them to give me a fucking copy of the game. So when do you get down there? Uh, Friday morning. Not going Thursday. I should have gone Thursday. Uh, they're having a big Doom party. Oh, they sure are. Uh, uh, yeah, to celebrate its release next year, I guess. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, they kind of fucked yeah. up. <laughs> I bet you they got told about this after all this stuff had been organized. And they're like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it would have been like an Elder Scrolls party or some shit. Um, <clears throat> all right, cool. Well, cool. that's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, for me, you can go to com and check out a bunch of my articles went up today for After Party. Um, I did a preview, yeah. a very light preview, um, which I avoided a lot of like story stuff as well. Yeah, because it's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, I did uh, an interview with the guys, so that is up there as well. And I think I got any, well, it was an Australian exclusive, but also uh, I got him to talk about basically like what is next for them as well, which I don't think is out there yet. Um, and he confirmed that basically they see this game and Oxenfree as being part of a trilogy um, and their next game will be something similar but another genre shift again so um, I don't think that information is out there yet so hopefully someone picks it up at a big out or internet, big international outlet uh, and gets me mm. some hits but otherwise nice. yeah uh, you can go check out Survivor for that stuff and um yeah, obviously, if you missed the Apex Legends stuff last week, it's on Red Bull. Uh, it I is, guess. yes. Go check it out. Yep. And also on Red Bull, I did. A, I interviewed um, Destiny, Mitchell Shaw from um, Mammoth, uh, the League of Legends team that went to Worlds and got knocked out. Uh, they took that fucking loss so fucking hard. It is rough. Uh, so rough. Uh, to see how they like the their their fucking beast of a carry Kingy mm. was like posting on Twitter. I'm so sorry that I've wasted everyone's time. There's only one like I've been to uh, international events five out of the last six times in the last three years. There's one common denominator between our failed attempts, and it is me. Like some fucking that dude needs to see a sports psychologist post haste like they absolutely need to get that dude help uh yeah he's got it like he played like a fucking gun uh and yeah he should not be trying to like he should not be thinking any of any of it is his fault at all um it's it's nobody's fault like they're playing against they played against a team that plays in the Europe League they played against a team that plays in the North American League uh oh, sorry not the Europe League the fucking CIS League like but they're playing playing against teams that are playing for actual prize pools beyond just um 
getting to worlds itself uh play like teams with established full-time uh ability like yeah it's just it's rough yeah. uh and they get two like teams get two opportunities a year from OCE mm-hmm. to play against international teams and that's it uh yeah Ryan needs to off like provide more opportunities for international experience because otherwise we just you only get smarter by playing a smarter opponent anyway uh yeah check that out nice as well cool yeah. uh just to drag this on a little bit longer while we've been speaking of course fuck um uh, there was uh, some news that dropped uh, Death Stranding Review Embargo lifts on November 1st which is a full week before the game's release wow yeah I did say someone pitched that uh, that Doom Eternal was delaying so that it could dodge Death Stranding which is pretty funny uh, when was Doom 20th oh wait when um, was Doom I'm not sure anyway uh, it seems like Sony's pretty confident. Uh, Sony's usually pretty good with release code. I wouldn't be surprised if first uh, of November, so that's three weeks and a bit away. So we'll probably start seeing that quite soon. They've been pretty generous with their big games. Uh, yeah, they they hit me up for uh, to update my um, my PSN details. Yeah, and I, I told them that I um, that. I would only be able to deliver my PSN details via uh, a tiny baby in a jar. <laughs> and your st- so I don't know if that's going to work for me or against me. <laughs> Hopefully, it gets me a copy yep. of Death Stranding. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's the show. That's it. Cool. Big show. Uh, big show. We probably could have went for another hour, but you know, probably. We've yeah. got things to do around here, so uh, I have so much fucking shit to do. No, nah, we'll just keep going. Then. All right, let's All go. Right. We'll see you next week.